When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even, checkout's not until four, so. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander. With seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Let's go places. And we're back on Dealing Together, where we help good people who fell for bad deals. First caller? I had to buy three identical sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller, what's your deal? I paid for 20 tanning sessions, but had to use them in a month. Now I'm orange. Ooh, you got burned. Next caller. I traded in my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24+. Plus. Hmm. How's that bad? I got to choose from their best plans. So what went wrong? Oh, nothing went wrong. And you're calling to... To request a song? You want a song. Of course. My choice is yours. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. Happy Saturday morning, everybody. It's your boy, Jason McIntyre out here in L.A., very sunny and gorgeous on another beautiful Saturday morning in February, and I am coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote. Boy, I love these shows where you go to bed with one idea of what you think the show's going to be, and then all of a sudden, you get all this news is happening. You got statements being released. And oh boy, I'm just flipping some stuff on the fly here, folks. Listen, 
I haven't done a lot of baseball historically on this show. Uh, I know uh, Isaac, our news update guy, he's a huge baseball fan. He came in here doing some pretty good Howard Cosell uh, impressions. Maybe we'll get him to unfurl those. But I'm saying this right now. The Houston Astros are in for a world of hurt this year in Major League Baseball. I can't wait to get to this topic. I think there could be a record set for most hit batsmen for a team in a season. I think teams are going to come after them. Did you see what happened to the Astros this week? These guys are the worst. The absolute worst. So we'll do some Astros. Obviously, we will do a little bit of NFL. we got a great uh, draft expert coming up to talk NFL draft with us. Um, We're a month away from the combine. Free agency is, uh, what, five, six weeks out. So a lot on the table in the NFL coming up. But I, I think I want to start with the NBA. I don't know if you guys, um, how much FS1 you watch, but I was able to uh, get lucky enough to host Undisputed, the Skip and Shannon show this week. Um, and listen, I do love all, coming on this Saturday radio show, uh, firing on all cylinders, you guys dropping bombs on me and social media. That's fun. I haven't really experienced anything on the TV side like the Undisputed audience. They are rabid. Uh, they are passionate. You get a lot of athletes watching it. I had bizarrely, bizarrely, Nick Young, former Laker, chiming in on how I was doing on Undisputed. That was a new one. Um, but we did a lot of NBA talk. And one of the most heated topics, it was myself, the guys from The Odd Couple, Chris Broussard and um, Rob Parker, and then Greg Jennings, former Packers wide receiver. We all couldn't get enough of the Zion Williamson topic. And if if anybody watched uh, the, what was it, the Rising Stars game last night, uh, All-Star Weekend, it basically became a dunk contest. And at the end, it was just all about, can we get Zion Williamson a dunk? Can we get Zion Williamson another dunk? What can he do teaming up with John Morant? And Zion Williamson was the story last night. Now, he didn't win MVP. That went to Miles Bridges. Miles Bridges, I don't know if you guys watch that. Holy cow, he looks like a good young player. Kid went to Michigan State, and um, Miles Bridges was just putting on an exhibition at both ends. He, He looks like a good player, like a foundational piece for Charlotte. But there's a big difference when... Miles Bridges is doing something, and John Morant. All these guys are fun, exciting. Luka Doncic. I love watching that guy. He hits a half-court shot. People go crazy. But I keep coming back to Zion Williamson. And, folks, it's like, obviously, I'm preparing for the show. My kids are doing whatever they're doing. And I'm just looking up at the screen, and all my eyes do is look for the round, pudgy guy who... You can't take your eyes off when he's on the screen. Now, it's funny because when I look on the court and look for Zion, if he's not on the court, I'm like, oh, he must be sitting out. And honestly, I'm not watching the game. Then Zion goes back on the court. Oh, oh, okay, got to close the computer up, got to monitor this. Because you don't know what he's going to do. And the reason I want to open the show with Zion Williamson is because on Undisputed, they asked us if he was already a superstar. And he's now played 10 basketball games in his career. That's it. How could you be a superstar after 10 games? Um, hello? Have you seen what he's done in those 10 games? And it's not just the stats that make someone a superstar. And that's that's really at the root of, of what I want to get to here. What makes up a superstar? Because the NBA has a lot of really good players. And you can't just say there's 40 superstars in the NBA. You can't. So what goes into the body of work to make a superstar? 
Well, obviously, if their team is coming in town, are you buying a ticket to go see this star? Are you paying double face price? Because you need to see him, and it's the one time he's coming in town. And I think Zion Williamson checks that box. I'm telling you guys, I have a bunch of friends who have season tickets to the Lakers, and they have told me they have had more requests for the, hey, can you bring me, can I tag along for the Zion game, than any other game this season outside Lakers-Clippers. Zion hasn't hadn't played a game, and that's the one everybody wants to go see. Can Zion William move merchandise? Obviously, that matters greatly to being a superstar. Well, it's funny. The NBA jersey sales came out. Zion Williamson had not played a game, and he was 15th in the league. Hadn't played a game. 15th. 19-year-old teenager. Guys, Zion Williamson is a superstar. To me, this is undeniable. But to the masses out there, Jason, he's played 10 games. Pump the brakes. No, no, no. It's not just what are his stats. Oh, it's funny you ask. How's Zion doing statistically? Oh, yeah, I have a couple things on that. So um, where do you want to start? He's the fourth teenager in NBA history to drop back-to-back 30-point games. Fourth teenager in NBA history. I don't know. Chris, how many guys have played in the NBA in their career? 20,000? 15? I don't know. Five digits at least. And he's the fourth teenager to drop back-to-back 30-point games. Well, Jason, a lot of guys went to college. Okay, fine, fine. Got it. Okay. Got it. You'd, you'd want to disregard that stat. So, in the last 30 years, number one picks to score 200 points in their first 10 games. There are three. Shaq, who was unbelievable in Orlando. Then Allen Iverson in Philadelphia, instant hit. And Zion Williamson is number three. That's it. Number one picks in the last 30 years. Well, Jason, you're cherry picking. Why don't you go back 40 years? Okay, I'm just saying. These are the stats that come out of Zion's games. And then this week on Undisputed, Rob Parker comes back at me and says, well, Jason, Brandon Jennings... Scored 200 points in his first 10 games. Oh, uh, Brandon Jennings wasn't a number one pick. That's why he wasn't included here. Now, we all know the Brandon Jennings story, right? Really good high school recruit. Couldn't get into college, so he had to go international to kind of hang out, play a handful of games because, uh, you know, he couldn't really get his act together. Couldn't get into college. Comes back to the NBA. 20 years old. Brandon Jennings had a really good start to his career. But those numbers are skewed in the first 10 games for him because he had a 55-point outburst that kind of skews everything for Brandon Jennings. Now, he had a good career. For the first six years, he averaged between 15 and 19 points per game. That's nice. That's impressive. Zion Williams is going to blow that out of the water without question. Folks, do you realize he's barely in basketball shape? He doesn't turn 20 until the summer. He's played 10 games. He had surgery. Zion Williamson is, the New Orleans Pelicans are trying to teach him how to walk correctly. He's the third heaviest player in the NBA, and he's absolutely dominating. Now, I'm not going to go through each of his games, but I do want to know. Zion Williamson, Thursday night against OKC. He's going up against Steven Adams, one of the toughest, burliest uh, centers in the league. You can say Steven Adams is not that good. I'm telling you, Steven Adams is a rock. Nobody messes with that dude. He's a monster. 
He had zero chance stopping Zion Williamson in the paint. None. They had to get him off the floor. And then OKC was like, okay, let's go with the smaller guy. And Zion overpowers the smaller guy. So Zion is too quick for the bigs. And he's too strong for the small guys. This is the basically the definition of a unicorn, guys. That's what Zion Williamson is. He's totally changing the NBA. He is a unicorn. I'm t- Folks, in the last two decades, since the turn of the century, no player has scored more points in the paint in the first 10 games than Zion Williamson. No, nobody. Go look it up. Dwight Howard, whoever, any guy you want in the last two decades, nobody in their first 10 games has scored more than Zion Williamson in the paint. He gets it down there. It's game over. It's lights out. Now the big question is, can Zion, the superstar, get the Pelicans to the playoffs? Well, listen, uh, Brandon Ingram's been dinged up. Drew Holiday's been hurt. But there is some good news. The easiest remaining schedule in the NBA belongs to the New Orleans Pelicans. They're chasing the eighth seed, Memphis, who happens to have the toughest remaining schedule. Most difficult, Memphis. Easiest, Pelicans. Adding to this, uh, Damian Lillard is narrowly ahead of the Pelicans. Um, Damian Lillard and Portland are dealing with an injury. And we all know Lillard makes that team go. And if he's out for any period of time, it's good news for the Pelicans. The Spurs are the other team. And it feels like an offseason topic, but have you guys noticed how bad the Spurs have been since Greg Popovich did not have a big three? And he lost Kawhi Leonard. Oh, wait, Greg Popovich can't move mountains and turn water into wine. Oh, got it. Okay. Yeah, I've got some questions about Popovich. He's won a lot. He's been great with a big three and with Kawhi. And then he loses his stars and got it. So I'm going to go quickly back and wrap up. Is Zion Williamson a superstar? Here's the, you can write this checklist down. Does your mom know who Zion Williamson is? There's a decent chance she's heard. I mean, he's got a unique name, but he certainly is a unique figure when you look at him. 285 pounds at six foot seven. Is an NBA superstar likely to appear on, I don't know, uh, People Magazine, Us Weekly, The Ellen Show? You need to be a superstar. You got to cross over. Steph Curry checks that box. LeBron James does. Kevin Durant does. Kyrie Irving. They made a friggin' movie out of Uncle Drew. That's a superstar. Now, Kyrie's got some questions on the court. Does he make people better? Is he too much of an ego? Blah, blah, blah. The real tough one. Is Kawhi Leonard a superstar? He doesn't do interviews. No chance for that crossover stuff. I don't know that I'm buying a ticket to see him because he load manages so damn much. He doesn't play back-to-backs. Now, we know on the court Kawhi Leonard is a superstar. But superstars much, much bigger. Listen, stats matter, winning matters. I hate to say it. Uh, in 2020, social media kind of does matter. It does. Not a lot, but this is a big bowl of soup. All of it matters. Winning stats. Can you sell jerseys? Can you sell tickets? Can you uh, move merchandise? Are your sneakers hot? Does your mom know who they are? Zion checks almost all of these boxes. Almost all of them. I'm telling you, folks, he is a big-time superstar, and he's going to be the story of the second half of the season. I'll close it out with this. 
If the Pelicans get the number eight seed, they will open with LeBron and the Lakers. Assuming LeBron and the Lakers hold on to the number one seed, they lead Denver by about four with like 28 games left. I have no problem saying that LeBron versus Zion in the first round of the playoffs will be the most anticipated first round series in the last, you know, 40 years in the NBA. Maybe 50. LeBron, 35, maybe the MVP against the guy who's got next. 19-year-old teenager, Zion Williamson, who's doing unbelievable things. And oh yeah, his teammates, Josh Hart, Brandon Ingram, Lonzo Ball, used to be on the Lakers. That would greatly help the NBA, which has had a rough year. That would help the NBA more than anything. Coming up next here on Fox Sports Radio, I quickly want to dive into the NFL draft. Some interesting things popping up this week with Tua, Joe Burrow, the LSU Tiger, who I still think is going number one to Cincinnati, but there are some issues. We'll talk about that next here on Fox Sports Radio. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is going to be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at AmericanExpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Nothing to do with anyone personally, but Creighton is the team every year that the nerds, you know, the basketball nerds, they're like, you know, who's ready to catch Creighton? You know, watch Creighton. They play. And I'm like, I don't want to watch Creighton because I agree with Shannon the dude today. Creighton's never going to win anything. Stop talking to me about Creighton. They're not never the, not gonna, the not the Big East tournament. Well, I mean, they could maybe they win the Big East tournament, but it'll only be luck. But like, they're always like, you know, a sleeper team. That cool. Like that guy who I told you had eight title teams. One of his title teams was Creighton. Is not winning the national championship. It's yeah, just I don't not, have him doing that. That like that's why do we all have to act like Creighton is a, is a is a good team? Creighton's like the band. They all say you should know if you really knew bands. <laughs> And then they're never at any of those. And then they're never, yeah, exactly. And it comes time for the Grammys, and they lose out to, like, you know, Lil Durk. And you're like, see, I knew Lil Durk was better. Why are you, t- why are you telling me? The whole time. <laughs> and this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know... What were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Back here on Fox Sports Radio. 
Folks, this uh, Miles Garrett, Mason Rudolph thing's about to get ugly. It's definitely 100% going to court. I mean, <laughs> Mason Rudolph is using phrases like assassinate my character. That's law. That's legalese for I'll see you in court. Uh, joining the show now, we actually have never had him on the show. We do a lot of NFL draft stuff here over the next I don't know, uh, seven, eight weeks. Uh, the Combine is coming up in a month. Oh, I'm sorry. No, the Combine's coming up at the end of this month. Uh, I will not be going to Indy this year. Uh, it is a great trip. I'm sure our next guest will be there. Joining the show now, Scott Wright, an NFL draft analyst for Draft Countdown. Scott, good morning. How are you? I'm doing excellent. Thanks for having me. Yeah, so Scott, will uh, I guess the big question is, will you be going to Indy? Because we saw some news this week that a couple NFL teams are not sending their scouts to Indy, and I'm hearing that could be a new trend. Uh, your thoughts on that? Yeah, I actually never go to Indy, uh, huh. just because you don't get very good access. Yeah. You get better access uh, watching on TV, and, and for people like me who I want to get the results, I'm not writing feature articles where I need quotes from the coaches or the players, so uh, for people who want to see what's happening on the field, your best view is the NFL Network, which uh, I can do from home base in Minnesota. Yeah, the, the only thing I really enjoyed was basically the nightlife, Scott. Uh, everybody yeah. goes to like one of three bars. And, um, you know, you could just talk to anybody, agents, uh, assistant coaches, and they're willing to chat, especially after a couple drinks. Uh, so the combine uh, can be productive, but I, I would agree with you, the, a lot better product on television. Scott, I got to start at the top. Uh, the Tua News this week that his hip, obviously this news came straight from his agent, basically releasing a statement to NFL Network, that his hip is fine. He's going to be good. Um, I, I'm just curious as to what your thoughts are on Tua. Given that we've seen a couple quarterbacks here, more than a couple, in the last 10 to 15 years get injured in college, then go to the pros and also get injured. Do you have injury concerns with Tua? I I think you have to have injury concerns. And and I think ultimately it's not going to be a black or white issue. It's always going to be in the gray area. And it's going to vary team by team on how comfortable they are with Tua's health. And, And personally, it's not even necessarily this latest hip injury that has me concerned. It's the track record of injuries. You've had issues with both ankles, and you just worry that it's going to be a a best-case scenario, maybe a Carson Wentz situation where he's great when he plays, but he just can't make it through a full season. Mm. But at the end of the day, I think I'm probably still going to have him as one of the the number three player on my board behind Chase Young, the defensive end from Ohio State, and Joe Burrow, the quarterback from LSU. And I think he's certainly going in the top five, and ultimately I think somebody trades up to number three with the Lions to take him. Really? All this talk about him sliding the draft, maybe falling out the first round, barring something explosive coming out in these medical checkups, I don't see that happening. I think he goes worst case five overall, probably top three. Interesting. So now uh, you said a trade with Detroit. You're not on this get rid of Matt Stafford bandwagon, are you? No, absolutely not. For for a lot of reasons, but the overriding reason, I don't think there's much to that, is both the head coach and the general manager are on thin ice. They're lucky that they still have their jobs now. They're not going to start over with a rookie quarterback and take a step backwards. They're going to go with what they, what the known commodity in Matthew Stafford. So I would be shocked if they, they made that move. And this time of the year, I always say you have to consider why things like that are out there. And from the Detroit Lions perspective, it behooves them for people to think they could take a quarterback like Tua Tagovailoa. If they want to trade that pick, they want to make that pick as valuable as possible and get people clamoring to trade up. 
And, and if teams are concerned that the Lions might take Tua, that just makes the pick more valuable. So I, I think that's a little bit of gamesmanship on the Detroit Lions organization's part if I had to guess. All right, well, that's a good read from you. We're talking with Scott Wright, uh, NFL draft analyst, draft countdown. All right, Scott, um, listen, I was slow to move Burrow to the number one quarterback spot on my board just simply because I watched a little bit of him last year, 16 touchdowns. And I have never in my life seen someone make the leap from 16 to 60. I don't know if you're a big baseball guy, but the only comparison I had was a guy by the name of Brady Anderson, a Baltimore Orioles leadoff hitter, who went from like, you know, 15, 20 homers, and then one year he hits 50. And you're like, whoa! And we found out he was juicing. Um, obviously, there's no juice in Joe Burrow, but how how do we quantify a guy who's couldn't crack the starting lineup at Ohio State, has 16 touchdowns, looks like maybe an undrafted free agent or seventh-round pick, and now he's 60 touchdowns every college football passing record, and he's going to be the number one pick. And you're right. He came into the season with late-round grades. Scouts do preseason grades in the spring, and he had a late-round grade. So talk about the classic meteoric rise. And and I was a little reluctant, too. I'm not one to jump on the bandwagon early in the season when he was putting up crazy numbers and performing well. I said, let's pump the brakes a little bit. Let's wait till he gets into the heart of the SEC schedule and the meat of that and see if he can keep this up. And he might have got better. I mean, it was just an unbelievable season from Joe Burrow, and and I'm sold. And and physically across the board, he's adequate. The size, the arm strength, the athleticism, more than adequate across the board. But it really is that X factor, that that it factor, the intangibles, whatever you want to call them. He has all of those in spades: the toughness, the leadership ability, uh, the ice in his veins, and and he's going to be the number one pick. I don't think there's any question about that. So it's just incredible how he's risen in the last not even year, six to eight months, basically. Uh, and and he's the no doubt number one overall pick. And uh, like I said, I was a little slow too. I was reluctant. I said let's let's wait and see. But uh, he he convinced me. Is there how much of this has to do with him being 23 years old? And I mean, for instance, Sam Darnold, he's older than Sam Darnold. He's older than Lamar Jackson. I mean, maybe we shouldn't be shocked that he's got a stacked roster of wide receivers, a really good running back who's almost underrated. And then an offensive guy who came to LSU, they've never thrown this much. Was this is it possible that Joe Burrow just had a fluky season and then he kind of underwhelms? Cuz right now, Scott, I know you're seeing this. People think this guy's the savior. And he's going to be like the next great quarterback. i got to be honest, I don't know if he's the savior. I don't. Well, I've learned a long time ago there's no such thing as a sure thing in the NFL draft. So so anything is possible. And you're right about the talent he had around him, not only a wide receiver, uh, a tight end, along the yeah. offensive line. I mean, that offense was just absolutely littered with future pros. And, and honestly, if I were the Cincinnati Bengals, I would have went and made a godfather offer to the offensive coordinator, Joe Brady, yeah. who wound up going to the Carolina Panthers. Definitely. And I want to keep that team together. I don't want to separate those two. Uh, whatever, even if you paid him double what the Panthers are paying him, it probably would have been worth it. But uh, I think that's the only concern to see him outside of that system, away from that coach that made him so successful. But uh, I think there's plenty of reasons there to believe that, that he is, in fact, the real deal. And, 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 and you're right, though, about the maturity, too. I mean, the fact that he's 23 years old, and, uh, and, and that goes a long way at that position, especially where uh, physical tools, it's not that they aren't important, but the intangibles and the stuff that you can't really measure are even more important, and, and that's where he excels. All right, Scott, I'll get you out of here with this one. The Justin Herbert situation. Guy stays at Oregon, 
didn't really improve his stock much. Uh, you could argue he stuck around and he got passed by Joe Burrow. Um, I know that there's some, some people really like Jordan Love, and eventually we're going to hear his name as like a fringe top 10 guy. Where are you on Justin Herbert? And and I, I, it sounds like you have him behind Tua. What scares you about Herbert? And, 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 and at his best, Justin Herbert looks like the number one overall pick. He's more physically talented than Joe Burrow. Mm-hmm. With all those things, the size, the arm strength, the athleticism, he is everything you want in a franchise quarterback. And, and there are, are absolutely wild flashes. Uh, the problem is the inconsistency. They're not always there, and he didn't always come through in the clutch. So that's the concern. But with that said, he got off to a hot start in the pre-draft process. He went down to the Senior Bowl and really impressed that whole week in Mobile. Uh, looked every bit the top, the part of starting quarterback in the NFL. And I think he's going to go in the top ten. I've had him going to the Chargers at number six all along. And, and if the Miami Dolphins, if they are concerned about Tua's health, they could take Herbert. They've been high on him for quite a while. So he's I think, would probably be their plan B at the quarterback position. So Herbert's going to go pretty high, but there, there's just a little bit of a disconnect there at times between the talent level and the tools. And, and what you get from him on the field. So you're taking a little bit of a leap of faith there, but this time of the year when you get into the NFL draft, all these evaluators, all these coaches, they feel like they can get the best out of these players, and they're going to look at those tools and, and the positional value, and, and Herbert's going to be a top-ten pick when all is said and done. But uh, the guy you mentioned, Jordan Love from Utah State, he's going to be the intriguing one. I could see him going as early as six overall. I wow. could see him sliding out of the first round completely. Ooh. There's that wide of a range of varying opinions on him. And, and, and similar to, to Herbert, where the tools are all, are all there, just the performance on the field has been a little inconsistent, especially this past season. There's reason his play dropped off this year, but uh, I think he's one of the real wild cards of this draft and maybe has as wide of a draft range as any prospect. Certainly. All right, Scott Wright, NFL draft analyst for Draft Countdown. You can follow him on Twitter at Draft Countdown. Scott, good stuff. Uh, well, I'll see, we'll talk to you soon. Anytime. All right, that was Scott Wright. I, I listen. I gotta say, we almost are in lockstep on everything on that. Um, I, although I, I have dropped to a little bit. I just heard some stuff at the Super Bowl. Uh, I didn't love. I'm not. Listen, it's nothing. I'm not impugning Tua's character. Um, just a couple things I heard. Uh, eventually, I'll get to them. But I've got to let some time pass after the Super Bowl, just so the people who told it to me don't come after me. Coming up next here on Fox Sports Radio. <sighs> you got. You guys smell that? There's a whiff of fraudulence around the L.A. Clippers right now. Oh, yeah, I went there. We'll do that. But first, Isaac Lowenkron with the latest in sports. Good morning, Jason, and a morning that roared to life in the NFL after Miles Garrett of the Cleveland Browns recently doubled down on accusing Steelers quarterback Mason Rudolph of directing a racial slur at him back in November in the incident where Garrett swung his helmet and hit Rudolph in the head, leading to Garrett's indefinite suspension recently lifted. Rudolph himself swung back, tweeting a short time ago this morning, quote, 1,000% false, bold-faced lie. I did not, have not, and would not utter a racial slur. This is a disgusting and reckless attempt to assassinate my character, unquote. We have two more statements that were issued this morning. This, a statement from Rudolph's representation, and I quote, 
We waited to hear the entire interview. Garrett, after originally apologizing to Mason Rudolph, has made the ill-advised choice of publishing the belated and false accusation that Mr. Rudolph uttered a racial slur on the night in question. Note that Mr. Garrett claims that Mr. Rudolph uttered the slur simultaneously with being taken down and before Mr. Garrett committed a battery by striking Mr. Rudolph on the head with a six-pound helmet. His claim is ludicrous. This obviously was not the first time Mr. Rudolph had been sacked by an African-American player. Mr. Garrett maliciously uses this false allegation to coax sympathy, hoping to be excused for what clearly is inexcusable behavior. Despite other players and the referee being in the immediate vicinity, there are zero corroborating witnesses, as confirmed by the NFL. Although Mr. Rudolph had hoped to move forward, it is Mr. Garrett who has decided to utter this defamatory statement, dash, in California. He is now exposed to legal liability, unquote. Again, that a statement from Mason Rudolph's representation. And to top it all off, Pittsburgh Steelers head coach Mike Tomlin issued a statement earlier this morning as well, fully supporting Mason Rudolph. So statements by Rudolph, his representation, and Mike Tomlin, so much for a slow Saturday morning. Jason, back to you. Isaac, I know you love a good, busy Saturday morning. And just so you guys know, Isaac, Mr. Baseball, is going to be front and center when we talk about those cheating frauds, the Houston Astros. And I know Isaac, I know his teams that he likes, and um, one of them lost to the Astros. Isaac, you're going to go in on them, right? I'm just getting Come warmed on, up. Come on, dude. Get warmed up. I if need you I thought, coming in hot. If you thought that the statement by Mason Rudolph's representation <laughs> was strong, I'm just saying... Uh, thank you, Isaac. Back here on Fox Sports Radio, I am your host, Jason McIntyre, coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 1-800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. Um, I am. If you, if you guys noticed, I'm a little more excited than normal this morning. No, no sluggishness to wake up. Listen, when you wake up and do Undisputed... I had to be up at 3.25 every day this week. So getting like an extra two hours of sleep, I feel fresh. Fresh as a daisy. Oh, and bonus, I'm going on vacation this week. Oh, yeah. Getting out of town. Little time in the sun. Can't tell you where we're going. But let's, you know, you guys follow me on Instagram. You'll see. It's, it's going to be an awesome trip. Just get out of town for a couple of days. Uh, I will not miss next week's show, though. Do not worry. I will be back in plenty of time for that. And it's funny because when we're planning this trip, I tell the wife, listen, uh, we got basketball season. I can't miss coaching son and daughter. I can't. Now, the daughter's team is undefeated. All right, quick dad life thing. Vince, uh, I don't know if you signed off on this. Vince again in for Gavin. Gavin recovering. Get well, Gavin. He'll be back next week. Um, our girls team, first graders, undefeated. Game was rained out. Uh, last week, which stunk. But here's the big news. We only have four players this week. And usually if the other team has five or six or seven, they say, oh, you can have one of our players and then so we can make it five on five. Our team is so good that we're going to just try with four. We're going to give it a shot, four on five. Now, we're we're playing the commissioner's team, and usually commissioners kind of stack their teams, and this guy, I shouldn't, I don't know if he's listening, so I'm not going to say anymore. But... I'm just going to say we're going to bring it. We don't have our two best, but we've got we got a deep squad. So hashtag dad life. I'll talk about the boys team later. We lost last week, folks. 
humbling moment. Um, I know our opponent is listening. He's a big fan of the show, so I'm not going to give him too much props. We'll get to that later. You know who else I'm not giving props to? L.A. Clippers. One and three road trip. Just got smacked around by the two, you know, middle-tier teams in the East, the uh, Sixers. Sixers have potential. And the Celtics, who my who were my preseason pick for the NBA Finals. But here's, this is where I want to go, and I, I held some of this back on Undisputed this week when we talked about the Clippers, because I went in, I called Kawhi Leonard a diva, and these guys, uh, Broussard and Parker, are falling out of their chair. Kawhi Leonard is a diva. You can't paint the Clippers as, we're grit and grind, we're streetlights over spotlights, or whatever these billboards are all over L.A. You can't play that up. And then bring in Kawhi Leonard and then have him say, I, sorry, I don't do back-to-backs. You can't do that. You're a diva if you go to a team and say, I don't do back-to-backs. Oh, and the other thing, adding to Kawhi Leonard being a diva, this is a guy whose representation, the famous Uncle Dennis, when he was negotiating with the Lakers, said, we want an ownership stake. I want a private jet at the ready. I want baked-in uh, marketing money. Like, what are you doing? Kawhi Leonard has gone diva, and I, and I shouldn't bring this up, but I'm going back to what happened with the Spurs. Kawhi Leonard never played more than, I think it was like 70, 70, 71 or 72 games in a season, ever. And when he had that injury with the Spurs, the players called him out, Popovich called him out. Basically, without saying it, hey man, he looks great in the five-on-five. We're just waiting for him to take the court. They're calling him soft. The Spurs basically called him soft. And he's a diva. And now, listen, Jerry West, right now, from the box, is unhappy with what's going on with the Clippers. I can tell you that. Jerry West is not thrilled. Now, Jerry West is an old school guy. He's hardcore. He wants his guys trying every game. He wants his guys playing in every game. He's not thrilled. They get up, obviously, for the big games. There's no doubt. And they got up for Sixers and Celtics, and they lost both of them. And I learned this from someone who's much smarter than me. Habits are developed in practice during the regular season. You build and develop these good habits. It's not like teaching my kid math. It's not unlike teaching my kid math. We're doing fractions. I say, buddy, we got to do some of this every single day. You have your spelling test Friday. We've got to practice a little bit Monday, a little bit Tuesday, a little bit Wednesday, and a little bit Thursday leading up to the test, and you ace it. He says, Dad, I can just do Thursday, and we're good. These aren't hard words. I said, listen, man, my son recently got into chess. I say, Bryce, you can't play chess one day for 15 minutes and then, you know, go do 50 million other things and then not play. You've got to develop habits of practice every day, whether it's shooting a basketball, doing multiplication tables, math. Every day, develop develop these habits. It's even tougher in basketball. The Clippers have only played together with their core four, Paul George, Kawhi, Beverly, and Lou Williams. I know Harold's in there, but he never misses time. They've only played together 18 times. 18 out of 55. If you expect them to just everybody all of a sudden be healthy and come together, kumbaya, we're going to roll through the West, it ain't going to happen. Are they on paper the best team in the West? On paper, yes. The Clippers are the best in the West. 
But in reality, the product on the court, no. And I'm telling you, there is a... It's not a major divide, but it's happening. Lou Williams is a 15-year NBA vet. 15 years! He's waiting to get a title. And the guy who gets a title steals one from the Warriors because everybody was hurt. Well, Kevin Durant was hurt and Clay got hurt. Kawhi comes in around this tough locker room full of bulldogs and Doberman pinchers and we're dogs. And Kawhi Leonard's sitting out every other game. And Paul George has his third hamstring injury in five weeks. You tell me what the dogs in that locker room must feel like. Lou Williams and Montrez Harrell, you sitting out again? What? And go look at that Celtics game when Kawhi scored 28 points on 27 shots. Who was leading the huddle in the fourth quarter in overtime? Lou Williams. Who was taking all the big shots? Lou Williams. Who was handing off Jason Tatum on the defensive end? Kawhi Leonard. He didn't want to guard him. And don't give me this. They're switching everything. They haven't played together as much. Patrick Beverly's out. So they're just handing off everything. Every single time down the court, Brad Stevens, do the, do the switch. Jason Tatum gets on Landry Shamet. Game over. Jason Tatum, I mean, he's just looking awesome. Uh, the Clippers have problems. If you guys don't want to admit it, fine. In uh, And I'll repeat myself just in case you missed it. And you want to go blow me up on Instagram or Twitter or whatever. Yes, on paper, the Clippers are stacked. Best team in the West. On paper. But I'm telling you, the chemistry isn't there yet. There are some percolating issues. And yeah, health is going to be major. Go ask the Warriors. The best dynasty in NBA history since the Celtics in the 60s. They lose Durant. They Clay goes down. You're not going to win it. Paul George is hurt. Coming up next here on Fox Sports Radio. One more NBA topic in the first half. One more. And then, trust me, the Astros are coming. We're coming for you, Astros. Um, You guys ever been in a relationship where things are good and then there's a big fight? And things are good. It's just like Groundhog Day all over again. Well, what do you do? Do you just blow it up and say, hey, man, starting over? I got to move on. This is not working. Because um, there's a team in the NBA that's going through that right now. We'll talk about them next here on Fox Sports Radio. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even... Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. A little chili peppers? That's right. Yes, okay. Back here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, just looking at my uh, Instagram and my buddies who were in Chicago. I, I mean, it was like four degrees there yesterday. I can't, but I, I mean, I know that's most of the country given it's, you know, mid-February, but it's like 64. And where we're going next week, 78. Back here on Fox Sports Radio, I'm your host, Jason McIntyre. Want to hear something amazing. Discover matches all the cash back you earn at the end of your first year automatically. And it's even more amazing because Discover's accepted at over 95% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. Learn more at discover.com slash yes, 2019 Nielsen Report. Limitations apply. Um, So I talked about whether to stick it out or blow it up. Uh, And whether it's a relationship, you and your job, or an NBA basketball team. Everybody, the easy fix is just blow it up. Let's move on. Let's start over. It ain't that easy. And if you remember the Portland Trailblazers, people a couple years now have been saying, oh, Damian Lillard and CJ, that's just not working. We got to move on. They kept it together, and last year they made the Western Conference Finals. Now, I know they didn't come close to the finals. They got destroyed by the Warriors. But... It was a pretty incredible run. Now, where are they this year? I think they're the 9 or 10 seed in the West, which is obviously suboptimal. So they kept it together, and now they fall back and blah, blah, blah. But they've had some injuries. I'm just, I'm not killing the Blazers. I'm saying I think the idea of blowing it up to go back and become a 32-win team or whatever, that ain't fun. And talk to the, when you want to talk about blowing it up, talk to a business guy. Do you think the Blazers enjoy making the playoffs and getting extra uh, postseason revenue. Speaking as a minority owner of an Australian basketball team, yes, this I've talked about this plenty. Um, you want to get to the playoffs, and a quick sidebar, and this hurt. Um, the Australian basketball team I'm, I'm a minority owner in, they were tied for the finals playoff spot, and there's like three games left in the season. They needed a team to win by less than 33 points, and the team I own would have got in. And wouldn't you know it, the team lost by 36 points last night. And 
That's going to be, that's not ideal. No playoffs, no postseason revenue. Don't get me started on how a team that's never lost by over 25 points this year loses by 36 in the final game of the season. But at any rate, I do not believe the 76ers should blow up and beat in Simmons yet. You don't. You don't do that. It's too early. What you do is, if this team can't get out of the first round, second round, it's not looking good, you bring in a new coach. Because remember, with Embiid and Simmons, they took the Raptors to seven. Lost on that lucky prayer from Kawhi Leonard that bounced like 87 times and then fell through the hoop. You stick it out with Embiid and Simmons for one more year. You bring in a new coach who can hopefully maximize their potential. Because, you know, the whole Embiid doesn't want to be on the perimeter. Ben Simmons can't shoot. Blah, blah, blah. And you give it a shot. And maybe you break through. Listen, injuries happen in the playoffs. You never know who's going down. Bucks lose uh, middle to any ball. Giannis, obviously. But listen, the Raptors aren't champions if the Warriors don't have an injury to Kevin Durant. That's a reality. Anything can happen. You cannot blow up the Sixers now. These are still guys in their 20s. Plenty of prime left. The Sixers need to stick it out. Coming up next here on Fox Sports Radio. My my guy, he's not in Chicago. He's calling a college basketball game today. We'll talk a little NBA, a little Zion. Are the Clippers frauds? That's next year on Fox Sports Radio. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. Our number two here on Fox Sports Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, I am your host, Jason McIntyre, coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. Two hours to vacation for me. Now, again, uh, it's um, not really vacation since I have to coach my son's basketball game today. And let me qu- uh, Before we get to our guests, let me quickly tell you how we lost. Um, I know who we played last week, the commissioner of the league, and we're good buddies. We hang out. Um he triple teamed my uh, our best player, our point guard, and we weren't ready for it. I did make a quick adjustment. I moved our point guard off the ball. We started to come back, but <laughs> we had to. Uh, I brought. I kept our bigs off the floor with this new point guard change, and we got slaughtered on the glass. We ended up losing by seven. Disturbing loss. It shook me for days, but trust me, trust me, we will be ready if we see them in the playoffs. All right, uh, you know who I'm ready for now. My guy, Noah Kozlov, he hosts the Rejecting the Screen podcast. Uh, He's on Twitter, at Noah Kozlov. He's out here in California. He didn't even hit me up. I had to find out when I texted him. He's like, oh, I'm in California. Noah, good morning. How are you liking the West Coast today as opposed to chilly New York? If I was in L.A., don't you think I would have hit you up? I I mean, California is so big. Yes. I'm I'm a world away from you up here near... St. Mary's in Moraga, California. So you're calling uh, a game tonight on Watch Stadium. St. Mary's, who are they playing? St. Mary's in Pacific. Uh, your guy, Doug Gottlieb, and I calling the game tonight. Ooh, nice. Pacific head coach, Damon Stoudemire. Oh, he's on fire this year, huh? He is. And, and the West Coast Conference, 
the only conference in the country with four 20-win teams, and we've got two of them tonight in Pacific and St. Mary's. That's a good game. Um, you know, the last time Noah was on here, I don't know if you guys remember it, during football season, you were calling a game, and you said there were like, you woke up and there was like 20-mile-an-hour winds at night, something crazy. No, four, no, it was 70-mile-an-hour winds mile an hour, 40 you mile said, an hour winds during the day at Air Force. Yeah. You gave out, take the under, and I gave it out to the listeners. I said, guys, he's saying take the – and you, we took the under and it cashed. Um, I don't know – I'll have to pull up a line here on, on St. Mary's Pacific tonight. Um, but uh, before we get to that, I want to quickly ask you, this news is just emerging. I know you follow the NFL closely. This Miles Garrett, Mason Rudolph, alleged N-word. Listen, as a guy who announces games, Noah, you know there's microphones all over the field. The NFL has to know the truth to this, right? Somebody has Absolutely. to know an offensive lineman, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, there, there are microphones everywhere. So for Miles Garrett to, to come out and say this over and over and over again, to me seems like either he does know something, but the fact is he didn't come out and say it right away. Right. That, that maybe someone on the TV side said, hey, we have a tape. Or he's just going to battle this till the very end and say, well, look, the microphones didn't get it. What do you want? What do you want me to say? <laughs> but he, but he, but he, but he's going to keep fighting and fighting and fighting. And then on the Steelers side, I can't imagine Mike Tomlin coming out and defending his quarterback without actually knowing what was or wasn't on tape. Yeah. Mike Tomlin rarely speaks in the off season and he just laid the wood to miles Garrett with that <laughs> statement today. Uh, it's ugly. Listen, I, I I don't want to go after Garrett too much. I don't know why he's digging himself a further hole with this. He even told the NFL he wants this to go away. So now he does an interview with our rival network, ESPN, and just says, yeah, he said that he called me that, the N-word. Like, dude, let it go. I, I, I don't get it. Anyways, all right, we're talking with Noah Kozlov. He's calling Pacific St. Mary's. I just looked it up. St. Mary's was a 10.5-point favorite. They're up to 11. They're at home. They're very good at home. Um, so uh, I don't know if Noah will have any insights. The total, by the so way, hold has on, come hold on. So, so I gave you, I gave you the under, and I was okay with giving a, I was okay with giving you something total. on the total. Right. I'm not okay with yeah. giving something on the line for a game. I'm calling. So on the total, it was 129. It's down to 127 and a half. Damon Stoudemire, aka Mighty Mouse. Um, how's that Pacific offense? Can they score? Not really. Uh, <laughs> maybe that's why the total's <laughs> coming down off 129. <laughs> But but I'll, I will tell you though, it's going to be a hype atmosphere at halftime because that Sweet Sixteen team from ten years ago. Remember that team with uh, Omar Samhan and Matthew wow. Delvadova was a was a was a freshman on that team. That's they're right. They're all they're they're all coming they're all coming back. I saw Omar yesterday. Delhi will be back, and they're going to honor that team at oh, halftime. Oh wait, Delhi's not during All Star Weekend. He's not participating, huh? I'm just Shocking. kidding. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Noah Kozlov. Hey, I want to quickly get to the NBA. So, yeah. uh, you, I think you're from Philly. You grew up in the area, but you yeah. know Philadelphia well. Um, let's just say their owner comes to you at a restaurant. Noah, I know you follow the NBA closely. Uh, I'm just curious. What are your thoughts on Embiid and Simmons? Do we break them up, keep them together, or do we move on from the coach? Give me your thoughts. Well, here's the thing. So, I wouldn't, I wouldn't move on from either of those guys because you're not going to get fair value because what – their value is to somebody else might not be the Sixers' value to them. So you're dealing one of the best players in the league in a vacuum, and you're not going to be able to get back similar value. It's just not going to happen. But for the Sixers, I don't think that anyone in the front office wants to make that decision, and that's <laughs> the problem. So, so the question can be out there, and we're going to continue to ask the question, but 
I don't think anybody in the front office wants to be the one to say, I'm the one who made this call. Right. And that's the problem. Because if Joel Embiid goes on to win a title somewhere, I don't know that he will. Um, it's going to be egg on that face of that guy forever. Um, how about this? The Miami Heat call up and say, give me Embiid, we'll give you Bam, and we'll give you Tyler Hero. Are you pulling the trigger okay. on that? <laughs> you, 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 yeah, well, that's the only interesting one because, you know, Joel Embiid being recruited by Jimmy Butler uh, on Instagram comments or whatever he said. Um, listen, yeah, that, I, that, 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 that I would do. I mean, I, mean, I, I would probably add you'd have to get, probably get some picks in there as well. Um, but, yeah, yeah that, that, is, that is the starting framework of a deal that I would accept for, for Joel Embiid. Well, I mean, it seems a little lopsided, actually. I mean, Bam could be, could be. Uh, third-team All-NBA center this year. He's playing that well, but I do wonder. Joel can at least step out and shoot the three. Haven't seen the range yet from Bam that way. Um, does this solve it? But if you're going to surround him with other shooters, I mean, going into the season, I said on the podcast that the Sixers would miss J.J. Redick more than Jimmy Butler. And I don't think it's playmaking that's an issue with the Sixers. I mean, there's just the spacing just isn't there. So, so uh, Josh Richardson isn't the guy. I was told so he was such a great shooter. Uh, he had, I thought he kind of had a fluky year last year. It's like Marcus Morris, right? Marcus Morris is tearing up the nets with the Knicks, shooting something like 43 or 44% from deep. 19 points a game. Oh, look what they added. 19. Look at his career. There's no way of that course. he's going to be able to keep that up. He's like a 36 37% career three-point shooter. Of course. This idea of that course, these guys man. off a fluky year. I mean, by the way, let's pivot to Marcus Morris and the Clippers. Uh, yeah. Any any thoughts on the little mini struggles they're going through right now? Yeah, so I think looking at the, the Clippers with, with Kawhi not playing and the Raptors without Kawhi last year, so in the 22 games that Kawhi didn't play last year, the Raptors were 17 and five. This year, the Clippers in the 13 games without Kawhi are six and seven. Huh. So I think that says I think that says a lot. And then coming up after the break, so he's not playing back to back, but they don't have a back to back for over a month until. Now I'm taking a look at their schedule. Their first back to back isn't until. Mid-March, March so, 13th, So 14th, Kawhi theoretically should not Brooklyn, be... Home yeah. for Brooklyn, home for New Orleans. So he should so not be gonna, taking any more games off. No, no. So you're going to see Kawhi against, uh, uh, you know, seemingly rested against Denver and then Philly and then at OKC and then at Houston and then home for the Lakers. That's a five-game stretch starting February 28th, all with rest in between those games. Okay, I think we'll no, find out a lot on. about the Clippers then. No, we don't know what's up with Paul George. Third hamstring injury in five weeks, and then all mm-hmm. the Clipper, all the Clipper fanboys are just going to say, well, uh, you know, we lost, but we didn't have our guy. Like, I heard we didn't have Patrick Beverly against the Sixers Stop and it. against the Celtics, Stop and Patrick it. Beverly is such a move. I mean, he's such a big deal. Like, yeah, he's a really good defensive point guard. But i, I got to be honest with you. I, I'm more scared of Landry Shamit shooting threes than I am Patrick Beverly. Like, I, I don't know. Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. You know, last, year, last year we heard so much about the Clippers' culture, right? Where, where, is, that, where is that now? If, if you have the culture there, then you should be fighting and grinding out wins. We heard the same thing with the Nets last year. Where's that culture now? You know where we did hear about culture, where it is transferred? Indiana and Toronto. And, and culture has traveled from year to year. It has not happened with the Clippers, and it, and, and it hasn't happened with the Nets. It's so culture travels 
with the core guys, but it doesn't necessarily travel with the superstars. Is that that is that a fair assessment? Well, yeah, because they, because they've mixed things up. And so I you, do, you've yeah. had the yeah. I mean, you 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 mix things up with the Clippers that, and then when the when the culture has been established, and you go from the the team that nobody wants to play because oh they all they play so hard they play so hard they grind out these games. And I heard you talking about earlier. What what are those what are those billboards in in LA say about the Clippers? Spotlights over streetlights, or streetlights oh, over spotlights, some nonsense like that. So no, yeah. and this is, you just led me down to an interesting question. All I heard uh, in the last couple months was, well, Kawhi joined the Raptors and look, they broke through. Kind of two big deals. Okay, LeBron left the East, mm-hmm. and number two, Kevin Durant played twelve minutes in the finals. Like right. this idea that Kawhi, ought to, I mean Noah, I don't know. I, I'm going to pin you down here. Best player in the world, I thought when the Warriors won back-to-back titles with Kevin Durant, I thought he was best player in the world. Now LeBron didn't mm-hmm. have the supporting cast. You could say Durant had Curry. So then Kawhi wins the title. Does he automatically become the best player in the world because he's Finals MVP? I mean Durant was hurt. It's almost like the boxer who can't fight and then gets stripped of his belt, and then the new guy's just the champ, even though he didn't take down the champ. Does that make sense? Or? Right. It's just, it, yeah, it does. And, and you can't ever determine best player if other, guys are, if other guys are hurt. You just can't. I mean, you could say if healthy, but then you haven't seen it. You haven't seen those two guys against each other. It's, do you want, who do you want to play in a must-win game if healthy? I, you know, at that point, I would have said Kevin Durant this year. I'd right. probably say Giannis. Interesting. So is Giannis your MVP here at the 50-ish game over LeBron? Absolutely. Absolutely. Interesting. LeBron, 35 years old, leading the league in assists. He's averaging 25, 10, and 7, I believe. Lakers have the best record in the West. Look what the Bucs are. I mean, the Bucs are on on pace to win 70, I think. Or, I mean, they could could win 70 without having to play Giannis an exorbitant amount of minutes. He's playing like 30 minutes a night. I think, I think this conversation is going to happen at some point. And it, and it might, I could see you bringing up this conversation at some point during, as we approach the playoffs. Should you rest Giannis in the first round of the playoffs? Oh, stop it. No, I mean, they're, not, they're not going to even need him in the first round. What do you mean rest him? Like, don't play him? Yeah, I mean, you could sit him out a game, maybe sit him out two no, games. No, there's no need way. Him. They're blowing out teams without him. Yeah, but again, is that kind of fluky as well? Because they didn't have him this week, and I think they lost by like twenty-five, right? Yeah, no, 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 no. They lost by they lost by ended up losing by like seventy. Indiana. Oh, okay, Indiana. There must have been some kind of comeback. But I was monitoring that score because I had seen all the stats without Giannis. They're fine. But Noah, we know this. We know the regular season. The Bucks are built for it, right? Budenholzer didn't he win sixty games with the Hawks, and they got dusted by LeBron. Like they won well, sixty LeBron. last year. But that's but that yeah but again but that's LeBron that's LeBron and and I don't go back we we did this on a podcast not too long ago you go back and look at some of the stories from the Chicago Tribune especially what Sam Smith was writing when when Jordan was losing before they ended up winning the title so that was that was seven years and Jordan not talking to the media after the game not even showering just getting on the bus and sitting by himself after losing to the Pistons and how pissed off he was and teammates saying, yes, Jordan, he should be, he should be pissed off at all of us. Why, why does it have to happen for Giannis after winning the MVP just one year? Jordan at that point had finished top five in MVP or top three in MVP four times and won it once already. Yet we're saying that Giannis after winning the MVP just once and not finishing top five at all before that, now it has to be because if Giannis doesn't win the title now, 
then he's gone. And it, or, or, or Giannis is not built for the playoffs. It just, it just doesn't add up. Uh, Noah, was there social media back when Michael Jordan was sitting on the bus? I, and I don't think it's fair, but I, I think that's kind of the reality, is it not? I mean, you, like, you can pretend if you're the Bucks. hey, ignore that stuff, tune it out. These are 25-year-old guys with the phone attached to their, their hand and their ear every day. They're seeing the comments. They know what's going on. Don't you? You'd agree with that, right? Yeah, sure. They 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 see it, but is it, it, I'm saying it's not. It's not the criticism isn't fair. The criticism is not fair. It's definitely not fair, dude. I, so I had to host Undisputed this week. We the Lakers would pick up a good win over the Nuggets, and it wasn't hey impressive for the Lakers. It was who's better, Anthony Davis or LeBron? And again, that's not like me coming up with a topic. That's kind of where the producers think that's what's going to get most people to tune in. And like then the Clippers lose, and I'm like, we need to bash the Clippers. And they're like, well, are the Clippers healthy? And it's just this weird dynamic uh, about how do we as the media frame it. Listen, Noah, you do a lot of this stuff too on your podcast. You do probably a better job of framing. Um, but I, I got to ask you, so are we being fair to the Lakers or unfair to the Bucks or unfair to the Lakers? I mean, I think, again, it's, you can make certain determinations of how things go in the playoffs. I mean, I don't think we're being unfair to the Lakers. I mean, if, if anything, Frank Vogel coach of the year billboard should be up <laughs> because, because the fact that we have not heard Jason Kidd's name all year. Yes. After, after that being the first thing on our lips after Frank Vogel was hired and they That's brought in Jason point. Kidd was how long will it be until Jason Kidd takes over this team? A great point. That should be what we're. That's what should be what we're talking about with the Lakers. That's a good point. All right, Noah, we got to go. Uh, enjoy calling Pacific St. Mary's tonight on Watch Stadium. You got to download his podcast, rejecting the screen. Uh, Noah Kozlov, great stuff, and uh, we'll be in touch, buddy. I just got to rain in Gottlieb tonight. Thanks, <laughs> good luck. <laughs> Coming up next here on Fox Sports Radio. Listen, I've been teasing it for about eighty minutes now. It's time. We're going in on those fraudulent, cheating Houston Astros. They're going to be, I predict right now, there will be more hit by hit batsmen on the Houston Astros next season than ever before in MLB history. That's next. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. 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 Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Come on, pick and roll! 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the capital region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscored team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscored.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. This feels like something out of Headbangers Ball. Iowa Sam, I, I'm going to need the uh, the name on this band. So this is a uh, Vince Close special. This is a uh, Death from Above 1979. What? Yeah, that's Death the band from Above 1979. Right. That's the full name of the band. There you have it, folks. Um, Death from Above. <laughs> it did make me want to like run into a wall, but uh, <laughs> luckily that's not happening. Back here on Fox Sports Radio, want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn at the end of your first year automatically. And it's even more amazing because Discover's accepted at over 95% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2019 Nielsen Report. Limitations apply. Um, Let me just wrap up dad life before I get to this Houston Astros beatdown. Because I think we're going to do two segments on it in a row. I'm that heated for it. Um, So... So my son's third grade basketball team, I'm just getting texts about the games that are going on right now. Yes, this is a thing. Third grade hoops. Huge out here in Los Angeles. So um, I watched the team we lost to last week. I had watched them like three weeks ago get their butts kicked by the best team in the league. They had the best player. The dad played football at Stanford, blah, blah, blah. This kid's I'm an amazing athlete. And I watched the team we lost to lose by probably 25. They got destroyed. And I was like, wow, I see what they're doing. We're going to be able to have success. But sometimes you need to take a step back with a loss. Like for them, that was a good loss. Because they realized that the defense they were doing was not working. So they totally changed it up for us. We weren't ready for it. I just want to remind you guys, there's a lot of life lessons in teaching your kids sports and coaching and all that. And that was one of them. Um, so prepare, prepared we will be. For the rest of the season. And uh, we need a win today. Without uh, two of our three best players. All right. Here we go. Isaac, uh, I need you to strap in over there. Oh, we don't, I'm here. We don't do a ton of baseball on this show. As you guys know, I've been, you know, I got came out here to do FS1. And baseball doesn't totally translate to the debate and all that fun stuff. This topic, I think, does. Houston Astros, do we have audio, by the way, Vince, of any of the Astros nonsense at that press conference Thursday? Okay. The Houston Astros finally came up and, and stepped up to the mic, and um, everybody was waiting for this big, hey, we we cheated, we're sorry, blah, blah, blah. 
And that never happened. Remember that? None of that. You're expecting regret. There was nothing of it. No acceptance that we were we cheated. Uh, we should have done more to stop. Nothing. It was the biggest phony press conference I've seen in baseball. And I know people out there. Well, I don't care about the cheating Astros. But listen, this this is where you're going to care. So I had read this amazing article in the New Yorker a couple years back about a guy by the name of Steve Cohen. You probably don't know who he is. He's a hedge fund guy. But if you watch the TV show Billions, H, uh, Showtime, amazing show, the show's based on Steve Cohen. He is what the character Axe, Axelrod, is based on. This hedge fund and Steve Cohen would always skirt the line of insider trading. Always. He would do everything you could do to cheat up to the line. Now, they could never nail him on it. Never. They never got him. They got some of his underlings, but they never were able to nail him. I believe this is a similar situation. The Astros got nailed. They got him. Got him. And so the Astros, no players were punished, unbelievably, because baseball sometimes can be a joke. So then... After no players were punished, so, so what? The coach and got suspended and the GM. Who cares? That's nothing. We want scalps. In America, we play by the rules. And if you get caught cheating, hey, you got caught cheating. You got to pay the piper. You get caught, you know, cheating on your taxes. A lot of people cheat on their taxes. You get caught, you got to pay fines. Or you're going to jail. You get caught cheating on a test, you're screwed. Kicked out of school. You run the risk. You know that. This USC scandal where everybody was lying on their resume to get in and paying people. You know that there's going to be punishment if you get caught. The Astros had to know there's going to be punishment. And baseball turns around and there's no punishment. So this week, this is how they got. This is just pathetic. Here's her. Uh, is this the owner, Crane? Yeah, this yeah, is the owner. Jim Crane. Stepping up to the mic. Everybody's expecting that we cheated. We got caught. Here we go. You know, our opinion is, uh, you know, that this didn't impact the game. Um, We had a good team. We won the World Series, and we'll leave it at that. I I didn't say it didn't impact the game. Basically, you just said it. As the commissioner said in his report, he's not going to go backwards. It's hard to to determine how it impacted the game, if it impacted the game, and that's where we're going to leave it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It, it, It impacted the game. Oh, no, it didn't impact the game. Look, dude. This guy's a billionaire, right? He's a billionaire or just a millionaire? Probably a billionaire. Um, all right, before, I, I, I know I'm already yelling and we're barely into this topic. Isaac, I'm going to throw it to you. Do you have any initial thoughts as a humongous Yankees fan? I'm a big Yankee fan. I'm not a Yankee fan. I know, I had to say that. Dodger fan. Dodger fan. Yeah. Dodger fan. I'm a Yankee fan. Yeah, I'll let you take the, the podium. <laughs> what stands out to me Besides what stands out to everyone else about this travesty and the catastrophic news conference the other day, how can someone, yet again, who is clearly intelligent enough and successful enough to become a self-made millionaire, going on billionaire, founding an air freight company that developed into a global logistics company that formed into a capital group. How can someone display such a foolish failure 
of leadership by literally saying during that very same news conference, Jason, Major League Baseball also acknowledged that the players should not be punished for the failure of our leadership. The leaders enabled, condoned, and did not stop those actions that happened. Jim Crane, you are literally talking about yourself. You are the leadership. You are the ultimate leadership. You are the owner of the team. What's what shocks me that that cannot be explained to me is, and this isn't the first time it happened. How can rich, successful CEOs who had to be really smart and really successful and good leaders to get into the position they are in, not in just in terms of rank, but in terms of their own bank accounts? How can someone at the pinnacle of American business be so? tone deaf and show such an absence of leadership that belies them getting into that position in the first place. Because Jason, you know this, this is far from the first example in sports or in society of a CEO being so comically tone deaf and out of touch with reality. How how can people like this even get to their successful positions in the first place? That's what I'm fascinated well, by. Well, they get to the position and then they just forget where they came from. Okay. It's like, uh, do you remember the Batman versus Bane movie where, you know, uh, Catwoman, the, the gorgeous brunette, I'm spacing on her name. And oh, Anne I'll Hathaway. Anne Hathaway, thank you. Oh, all right. Anne Hathaway tells... Um, Christian Bale, while they're dancing, about there's a reckoning coming, and you guys are in your ivory towers. You have no idea what's going on. The Astro CEO, do you know who he's hanging with? He's not going. He's not paying for regular seats and hot dogs. He's sitting in a suite eating, you know, great meals. He's probably chauffeured around. He goes to his little bubble in his gated community. He has no idea what the masses think. None. He doesn't shop for his own groceries. That's the vision I had of him during this week because you and I, if we had a bad day or we were tired and we said something as foolish as that, we would immediately be racking our brains. We'd be anxious. No, I will bet you that in the aftermath, while all this was going on, this guy was on the golf course and having a cocktail party Or he was on his yacht or a cruise ship or something amazing because that's what these guys have no idea. They're not on social media at all. It doesn't exist to them. They're just in another world. And, and they're surrounded by yes men. Exactly. Nobody's going to challenge them at all. I mean, and, and I do believe when you're using buzzers and banging on trash cans that yes, their World Series is tainted. 100%. Now in college basketball, when Michigan goes to the Final Four, back-to-back years with the Fab Five, and they get busted for you know illegal payments to Chris Weber or Jalen Rose, whoever it was. They get stripped of those Final Four banners. UNLV, I believe, was stripped of their title with Larry Johnson and those guys. I'm, I'm fairly certain. They got busted. If you can take stuff away in college, why can't you take away the World Series, Isaac? Because of the Major League Baseball Players Association and the power it wields. So hey, you're telling me all the players, they just don't care about this cheating. Well, that must mean that cheating is rampant in baseball. And everybody's doing it. The Astros just got caught. The Major League Baseball Players Association is arguably the most powerful union in America, not just the most powerful sports union. And remember, there's a a labor dispute that's really close to to the horizon as well. Good, good. Maybe some things will get sorted out. Um, And I I do want to add this. If I'm a pitcher on the—now, Vince, you were telling me, 
The Astros don't face the Yankees this year, right? They do. They do. They Who face is it they the don't Yankees. face? They face the Yankees in May. They okay. don't face the Dodgers. Oh, that stinks. And then they face the Nationals in July. Okay. If I'm an opposing pitcher, I am throwing at some of these frauds. Now, here's where it gets real messy, Isaac. So, no player has been disciplined for banging, stealing a drum, doing the videotape. No player on the Astros was punished in any way, shape, or form. Because of the deal that Rob right. Madford made with the Players And they could have easily tried to strip World Series bonuses, hit them in the pocket where it hurts. They've done nothing. But if you're a middle reliever, and you come in and you go headhunting on Altuve, because Altuve and these frauds are out here lying through their teeth, they cheated, and you hit them, you're going to get suspended. So you will then face a bigger punishment than the actual cheaters. And uh, listen, I'm all in. You know, maybe baseball needs a work stoppage. Maybe they need to clean this up because that's not right. Isaac, you can't tell me that the guy who throws a pitch at Altuve or one of these frauds is going to get punished, but the cheaters, the real cheaters who won a World Series get nothing. That's why people out there need to be a lot more creative. Simply trying to bean one of these guys is not nearly creative enough. It needs to be the fans and it needs to be the game entertainment people in all these opposing ballparks. Picture it. Astros are the visiting team. They introduce their starting lineup. Remember that song by Carrie Underwood before he cheats? Remember? Okay, so they're going to introduce the starting lineup. This is just an appetizer. Play this music while you introduce the Astros starting lineup. Connection there, right? Okay. Louisville Slugger. And, and make let the fans and the game operations people stick it to the Astros. That, that's nice. I have a, a, a better uh, idea. We'll get to that after the break. But, uh, Isaac, so we'll go to you for trending. We're going to come back. I'm not done with these guys. I, okay, Isaac, tell me what's trending in sports. What's trending is a lot of hatred for the Houston Astros. Okay, sorry. Can't can't get personal here. Yeah, exactly. Let's start with the NFL, and that's the dominant story, in fact, this morning, Jason, because as you all know this week, Miles Garrett of the Cleveland Browns doubled down on accusing Steelers quarterback Mason Rudolph of directing a racial slur at him during their on-field brawl back in November. Well, this morning, Rudolph himself, Rudolph's representatives, and Steelers head coach Mike Tomlin all in concert separately fired back. Rudolph tweeting, quote, a thousand percent false, bold-faced lie. I did not, have not, and would not utter a racial slur. This is a disgusting and reckless attempt to assassinate my character, unquote. Rudolph's representation this morning, issuing a statement implying the threat of legal action against Miles Garrett. And Steelers head coach Mike Tomlin also issuing a statement fully supporting Rudolph, saying, quote, I support Mason Rudolph not only because I know him, but also because I was on that field immediately following the altercation with Miles Garrett. I interacted with a lot of people in the Cleveland Browns organization. If Mason said what Miles claimed, it would have come out during the many, many interactions I had with those in the Browns organization. In my conversations, I had a lot of expressions of sorrow for what transpired. I received no indication of anything racial or anything of that nature in those interactions, unquote. And a number of people who follow and cover the Pittsburgh Steelers say it is really, really rare for Mike Tomlin to unilaterally speak to the media during the offseason when it's not required, particularly on his own. He issued a statement 
supporting his quarterback, Mason Rudolph. So those are the major developments today. It continues in the Mason Rudolph-Miles Garrett controversy. Jason, back to you. Thank you, Isaac. Back here at Fox Sports Radio. I'm Jason McIntyre coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to Geico.com or call 1-800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. Okay. I haven't told this story on radio. I probably shouldn't. Isaac, um, Sam, and Vince, if you think I'm crossing the line, just let me know. So when I had started dating my girlfriend in New York City, um, you know, she would come over and, you know, spend the night or whatever, and she would drive her car from Brooklyn. And where I lived in um, Gramercy Park, you know, parking was tough. So she's circling, circling, and texting me, oh, it's taking forever. And finally, she says, I got a spot. So a car comes out. She had just passed the spot, and she reversed maybe like three cars and put her signal on. But a car had come up from the back and thought they had the spot. So my wife gets a, gets a spot. And the guy pulls up to the sign. is like, what? Bleep, 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 bleep. That was mine, yada, yada. And it was she was just like, okay, whatever, you know. And now this was her work car. So, of course, she comes over. And then the next morning, she goes to her car, and some, the guy smashed the side window. Didn't steal anything, just smashed the windshield. But she got the guy's license plate. Okay? I had a job at the time where I had some friends who were able to get me the guy's information. So I got his phone number and address and all this stuff. Now, again, it was a company car. I'm not going to go over and cross any lines and like attack the guy or do anything really dumb. So I thought about this, like, okay, what should I do? If anything, because I was frustrated and you don't want to look like a wuss, you know, your girl, you got to do something. So I was able to get his information. I was able to get his parents information. I thought, I don't want to go after this nut job. Let me um, call his parents. And uh, I went to a pay phone. And I, this was like, I waited like two weeks. You know, the guy does something dumb. He thinks he's gotten away with it. So I call his parents. And I think it was his mom or grandma picked up. And I said, your son better watch who the F he messes with in New York City. He shouldn't go around smashing windows. Because that stuff comes back to him. And I hung up the phone. That's it. So I, <laughs> I wasn't done. So then I waited another two weeks. And I was on a work trip in another city, and I went to another payphone, and I called back, and I left a message on the answering machine so everybody in the family could hear it. We're not done with your son. He's got to watch who he messes with. I know where he lives. I know what car he drives, and I left his address and car, and I hung up the phone. Now, I'm just going to ask you guys, if you are hearing this about your son, what you do? I don't know what happened. I only left one more voicemail. Um, but you left what, three, Jason? You left I, three I, I, And I spaced them out <laughs> to keep the threat. And again, I didn't do anything. I just... Except threaten them. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. I didn't leave my name or nothing. And I did it from pay phones, you know. And this was back... Whatever. Um, you went full on criminal, Jason. This is not criminal. There's no no criminal charges could happen here. I did nothing. Uh, uh, and the statute of limitations. Yeah, right, yeah. I, maybe harassment. Um, and I left another one, but... I didn't leave the voicemail the third time I called and I said, you really think I forgot about this, don't you? I don't forget. Your son better not mess around with anybody 
We know where he lives. We know what car he drives. And then I said, I know he has a sister too. And that was it. And that was the last one. So I spaced him out. Listen, you can't just mess with people and expect nothing to happen. Okay? Now, I didn't do anything. Either. There was there was no legitimate threat. This was, But I'm just telling you, these Houston Astros are actual cheaters who were caught. Did- they cannot get away with this unscathed. Something has to happen. Did you send the family one of those letters with the... There was no letters with, with the, the letters, letters cut, cut out. out the- That's straight up serial killer stuff, okay? But oh, it's I'm ransom and kidnapping. Look, irrespective of the Astros, Vince, will you, will you guys back me up on this? Our respect for Jason has just increased exponentially well, no, I, Isaac, after I do hearing want to this story. I, standing, standing up for your girl, I, I, I didn't, respect that. I didn't tell her I did this until well after the fact. And what was her reaction? Why would you do that? Oh, no. She, sh- she should have been. No, she, she's not a vengeful person, and I'm not a vengeful yeah, person. Yeah, but you are standing up young. for her honor. I was young and dumb, and I was angry. It was not dumb now, at all. I don't all. even know what this guy looks not like. Not dumb at all. I, mean, you, I, I had terrorizing a family. You, you did not break any laws. I you maintained complete anonymity until now. Uh, like, okay. Anyways. Yeah. Good, listen, good for I'm you. Sure That's awesome. I'm sure somebody's listening and is going to come out and say, Jason did this 18 years ago. Blah, blah, blah. Give me back my son. Look, if Kevin Durant can have a burner account. You can make a few phone calls. See, that's a, you couldn't do something like that today because there aren't yeah. payphones around anymore. No, you can go to a cell. You can go on cell calls and block your number. Yeah, that I mean, takes, they can that still takes too much it. effort. You know, they can still ping it and all that stuff. Anyways, we got a break. Coming up next here on Fox Sports Radio. I, I, it's not going to work, but I really like an experiment I've seen in the NBA. It's early. It's getting bashed. But I like the option and the chances it gives this team to do something. That's next on Fox Sports Radio. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Come on, pick and roll! 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, Have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7. 
or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Smart journalism, fascinating topics. Words that describe CNN's podcast, The Assignment with Audie Cornish. We are revisiting the public school culture wars. What have we learned from the kids who fought against book bans? We really started the club to get students reading these books. Students have an opinion in this fight, too. How has the war over books sparked a backlash to the so-called parents' rights movement? It's not okay what they're doing, and they're being watched. Listen to The Assignment with Audie Cornish. Streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Back here on Fox Sports Radio, how are you? (laughs) So, of course, the guys in the studio are talking about what we just talked about. I'm not going to rehash the segment. Yes, I saw your tweets. I'm a disgusting human being. I was making threats. I I made declare that I did not make threats. I just said, you can't do that. You've got to watch what you're doing, blah, blah, blah. There's a, I know there's a fine line, but I was smart enough not to actually threaten the person. Again, this was in an era before... Uh, you know, before any social media. So I would have just looked the guy up on social media. But listen, I, I, you guys, uh, we don't have time to get into it, but you just can't go around thinking you could do whatever you want to do. You cannot do that. And guess what? I might have saved this guy a world of hurt. I might have saved this guy a world of hurt. Because if he thinks he could get away with smashing somebody's window, he'll maybe go do it again. And you know what? The next guy might not be as forgiving. So I might have helped him out in the long run. All right. Time for the play of the day. The play of the day coming courtesy of TNT. Roll it. Uh-oh. Hey. With the left. Up high. Williamson from his AAU teammate, Jabaran. Here's a, uh, that was from the, um, the Rising Stars game last night, TNT. I don't have the name on the announcer. You guys might. But I will say, I watched that live. Again, I was watching the Rising Stars game. If Brian Anderson, thank you very much. If uh, Zion was on the court, I was watching. When he went off the court, I went back to preparing this radio show. Uh, We opened the show talking about Zion. Uh, I'm kind of obsessed with him uh, in a healthy way. I I believe Zion is just must-see TV, and he's a superstar. Uh, The play of the day is brought to you by Geico. Do you own or rent your home? Sure you do. Fortunately, Geico makes it easy to bundle your home and auto insurance. It's a good thing, too, because having a home is hard work. Go to Geico.com, get a quote, see how much you could save. Geico.com. Easy. All right, so um, we got how much time do we have? A minute left? Yeah, we got to go to break here. We got a f- another hour left in the show. Uh, so let me roll over the Houston Rockets to the next hour. We got time. I I, I got to be honest. I kind of like the move. I don't think it's going to work, but I like the move by Daryl Morey. Uh, last week I used the analogy about you're climbing up a mountain, you get to an impasse. Do you start all over? Or do you just come down a little and try another route? Well, this is like the third time they're trying another route. And, and I applaud that because they got no other options. I don't think it's going to work in the long run. Um... But it may work for a couple rounds. Uh, The Lakers could face the Rockets in the second round, and that's not going to be fun. I think they have a better chance against the Clippers, given the Clippers have no bigs to throw a scare into them. Um, It's going to be interesting. The Rockets, we'll talk about that more in the next hour. So final hour, listen, we're talking to... um, we're going to try to talk to John Morant. Yes, the Rookie of the Year leader. He's supposed to come on next hour from Chicago. We've also got a great interview coming up next. With He wrote one of the best stories I've seen on how 
it's tough it is to find a quarterback dating back to college and the NFL. That's next. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. 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 Hour number three here on Fox Sports Radio. Gosh, are we having fun. I am your host, Jason McIntyre, coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. High noon on the East Coast. College basketball's kicking off everywhere. It's a mediocre day. I'll give you my bets here shortly. Um, During college football season, this is what we have fun with. The noon hour. Thanks to Fox putting a lot of games on. It's awesome. Final hour is usually great for college football. And I know we haven't talked college football since Clemson got dismembered um, in the national championship by uh, LSU and Joe Burrow. But I want to bring on a guest here who wrote a piece that's probably the best thing I've read this month on football. You know him well. Bruce Feldman, reporter for Fox Sports, FS1, does college football for The Athletic. Bruce Feldman, good morning. How are you? Uh, good, Jason. I appreciate the kind words about that story. Thank yeah, you. man, this story is amazing. Uh, so basically, you went. I, I'm not going to tee up the story too much, but it's about recruiting and like growth and development. There's some big picture life themes here, Bruce. Why don't you tell the audience, uh, you know, what it's about? Okay, well, it, it started out kind of a crazy way where Johnny Stanton, who was a kind of the West Coast version of Tim Tebow, coming up in the recruiting process. Southern California kid, didn't really pan out as a quarterback. I had seen he signed somewhere in the NFL as a fullback. And I was like, oh, let me look where Johnny Stanton was rated. And I started looking at this 2013 quarterback class of recruits. And it was just a weird mix where it was, you had two five-star guys. The number one ranked guy was Max Brown from yeah. Seattle. The number two guy was Christian Hackenberg. And then you went down nine guys. And really, Christian Hackenberg was really the only one who started for any length of time in college. And obviously, if you talk to, and certainly you're, I know you're a Jets fan. I know you're going to, yes. where you land on this. There's a lot of people who just cringe when they hear Christian Hackenberg's name. Well, then you get further into the class, and you go down to number 19, and there's Mitch Trubisky. He was the second pick in the draft. You go further down, the 21st-ranked quarterback, uh, Jared Goff, first pick in the draft. You go all the way down, you get to number 71. You get Baker Mayfield, also first pick in the draft. So what I started to set out to, to do was just like kind of talk to people about, including these quarterbacks themselves, about what they, in retrospect, what they made of the process. Maybe were these guys misevaluated? How did all this kind of shape up the way it did and then the fallout from all of it? And I didn't have a lot of preconceived notions going in. I knew these I was around the Elite 11 group when these kids were going up in it, so I knew some of them. But I didn't have any preconceived notions. And then just to hear some of their stories and what happened in the circumstance, and it was fascinating, especially the, especially the Hackenberg piece. But then the, the number three ranked guy was a guy named Shane Morris from Michigan. Yeah. He was basically committed to Michigan for like three years. Had a, a back, relatively back then, had a huge social media following because Michigan fan base, kid had a huge arm. There was a lot of hype around him. And so he never really played much at Michigan. And then he did, he did play a little, but then he transferred as a grad transfer to Central Michigan. Had a, had a decent last year where he led them to their best season in a while. But he's out of football. And I was like, well, maybe, you know, I was surprised how many of these quarterbacks, and I'm not talking about, 
the guys who turn out to be NFL guys. I'm talking about the guys who kind of had to blow up in their face and, and really took the brunt of the hype and, and probably got humbled in a big way, how they were so open to talking. And that's where the piece really went. Yeah, I, I love this because the inexact science of finding a quarterback – I had heard about the kid Max Brown because we had moved out here, what, three and a half years ago, and everybody had been hyping this guy Max Brown. I I wasn't big into recruiting. Um, And then to read this story, uh, Bruce, my one big takeaway from the seven-on-seven is a lot of kids can look good in seven-on-seven. And it doesn't necessarily translate to a real football field with offensive linemen and the defense and the crowd and all the other factors. A lot more players on the field. I don't know. Do you kind of feel the same way about this seven-on-seven, or do you disagree with me? No, there's there's elements to that. I mean, look, the prime example of the buyer beware guy was a kid who blew up at the Elite 11, was a receiver who had converted to quarterback yeah. from South Florida named Asante Woolard. Big arm, 6'4", athletic, and he was the MVP at the Elite 11. And then uh, he goes to UCLA. He was the ninth-ranked kid, ended up in the class among quarterbacks. He goes to UCLA, does nothing, doesn't play at all there. What I remember from seeing him a little bit out at practice over the years, there were there was a little bit of a, of a nuclear-louche quality to him. One pass <laughs> was really impressive, and the next one might hit the, hit the mascot in the stands kind of deal. Right. Um, so when I talked to... To uh, Noel Mazzoni, who was the who was the offensive coordinator there at the time, and he said, and he was you know trying you know he it kind of I don't think he remembered the years that matchup. He was like, whoa! I ne- when I mentioned the name, I kind of caught him off guard. It was a little bit of you know I learned that if I'm ever going to take a quarterback, I, I got to see him first. Basically, this kid blew up at the Elite Eleven. You're you're scrambling to try to find a quarterback, and by that point in the process. It's mid-July, and most of the top quarterbacks have already committed. And so he hears from Trent Dilfer, who ran the, runs the Elite 11, and George Whitfield, those guys were, you know, hands-on with those quarterbacks. And he ends up jumping in the pool for this for this kid. And, and the reality and the takeaway from Mazzoni is it's a lot different to see how somebody throws in shorts and a T-shirt yes. compared to what happens when there's 22 guys out on the field. Now, it's not to say that the elite that the seven on seven process doesn't help because it gives you reps and it gives kids the chance to to make some throws and get their timing down and, and read some coverages, but there's so much more that went into it. And so I think what you get is a lot of false positives. Mm-hmm. You know, Mazzoni himself said one of the hardest things is is not getting sucked into the recruiting rankings hype because so many people um, so many people overinflate it. It's incredible, Bruce. There's so much great stuff in here. Again, we're talking with Bruce Feldman, reporter for Fox Sports FS1 and college football rights for The Athletic. So the other takeaway from this now, Bruce, you have young kids, and I also have young kids, and they're in sports. And it's pretty clear that some kids mature a little earlier, grow a little faster. And I'm even seeing it in third grade, and they're starting to put these kids, oh, this guy's amazing. And the rankings are starting up, and the kids see it, and they're aware of it. I mean, Bruce, some of this stuff goes to their head. There was a great moment uh, in your piece about Baker Mayfield and how he was bypassed for some, like, final drill, and they picked some better quarterbacks, and Baker Mayfield remembered all this stuff. And then it comes to NFL draft time, and Baker Mayfield's like, oh, yeah, I remember you. Remember that. Yeah, I'm the number one pick now. I mean, it wasn't, like, as arrogant as that, but it's almost like the hype for these kids hurts them in a way. Would you agree with that? 
Oh, it definitely does. I mean, there's a there's a part of the story, and I did not know what was going there. But but Shane Morris, that that three ranked number three ranked quarterback, was the last guy I talked to for the story. I didn't know he was going to talk, and he did. And he told this story about I, one of the toughest questions that I asked is to to Shane Morris, Max Brown, and Christian Hackenberg each, and it was, uh, did you lose confidence, and when did you lose confidence, and 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 that question for that. The quarterback position, as I'm describing it, is the most don't-blink position in sports. It's all about confidence. It's all about what people believe in you more than any other position, right? So everything's dependent on the quarterback. And for some of them to admit it and to go into the details how they did, I thought was fascinating. Mm -hmm. Well, Shane Morris tells this story about how it affected him way beyond the field. And he was pretty introspective. And I had something from Max Brown where I was like, ooh, this is a heavy quote. I don't know where this fits. And I don't know, you know, Max Brown is is a kid who's already gotten into TV. He has two degrees. I mean, he's a, he's a brilliant kid or a kid guy. He's not even a kid anymore. He's whatever, 24 years old. But he had talked about, I'm on Instagram, and he goes, I see these 16-year-old quarterbacks and I'm like, this is not, this is risky because they get hyped up. They're getting wooed by these celebrity coaches. Uh, All these fans are telling them how great they are. You're gonna win. You're gonna win a Heisman. You're gonna win three champ conference championships. You're gonna go to the league. All this stuff. And he goes, before when you get an offer, you might get bumped up two stories high. He said, when all this social media stuff happens, you get bumped up, and, and if you fall after you had an offer or whatever, you may sprain an ankle mentally. If you get bumped up 30 stories high with all this hype, he goes, it can do serious mental issues and depression and things like that. And he goes, that's the stuff that I worry about. And he said, I see these kids and it's great. I get it that, you know, you've got offers and you got a lot of excitement and enthusiasm. He said, but when the parents start living through it vicariously, mm. it can be really, really dangerous. And he said, the reality is their stories are going to end up more, there's a, good chance it ends up more like me being Max Brown than it does being Jared Goff. And that's a sobering thought. Jared Goff, of course, just signed a massive contract uh, with the Rams. You know, he went to Cal. I was I didn't think he was incredible when he was there. Uh, I, I was shocked that Jared Goff draft, got drafted as high as he was. Uh, and now he's, you know, went to a Super Bowl and making all this money. But, you know, Bruce, I want to go back again to some of these kids. You mentioned the Instagram and the Twitter you know the kids' brains aren't even fully formed when they're like 15, 16, 17. I mean, is there any effort whatsoever to try to rein in the rivals, 247, ESPN, all these guys, to say, listen, can we just chill with the rankings? Or is that just there's just no chance of that happening because of the insatiable appetite from every college football program in the country? Yeah, I mean, in terms of an effort, like I know talking to Yogi Roth, he's one of the, he's a former Pete Carroll assistant at USC, and he's on Pac-12 Network, and he works with the Elite Eleven. He has said the very point you said: their brains aren't fully formed. I think there are people who are in the process who are talking about it to at least try to be proactive to these kids about, hey, let's try to keep some perspective on some of this. But the part you're talking about where there's rankings in the star system and now it's on social media, it's been on social media really, you know, you know, basically since this class and it really started to blow up with them. Um, and I think what happens is now they're so accessible because everybody, not everybody, but most people have Twitter, Twitter followings and, and 
they're seeing who the four and five star guys are and their commodities. I mean, look, you and I, I mean, I am embarrassed to admit it, but as a parent, I said, I will check how many Twitter followers I have. It is a, it plays on your vanity. We're grownups in theory, I guess. And, and I'm sure you do it too. You're not 16, 17, 18 years old, 17 years old, where, I mean, that messes with your head. You know, there are coaches who I think feel like they know how, they will look at or uh, at how much of a Twitter following somebody has as if it's like some kind of metric to them. And that's, that's not good. And the toothpaste is out of the tube, and it's such a big business. The recruiting business is such a big business. I don't think anything's changing that no matter how how much wisdom we may get about the risks of it. I mean, you f- we feel I feel bad for these kids that they're basically the test bunnies on social media uh, in the grand scheme of life. Like, 20 years from now, we'll probably have much better perspective. But, yeah, I mean, I, listen, I'm, I'm that bad dad who sees, you know, a, a potential with Instagram. I got my kids' Instagram accounts, but they're private, and they don't have any say over it whatsoever. But I know down the road, hey, even if it's not for sports, Bruce, there is a chance that you can, you know, develop stuff and do interesting stuff that will enhance your college resume. And not like an Instagram following will help, but whatever you're doing outside of uh, sports, maybe with science or technology or whatever, that can be a factor and, like, help you. I know I was not ready for social media hell of, like, 25. I would fire back at idiots. I'm glad it wasn't around. But um, I want to recommend everybody go read Bruce's story on The Athletic. Uh, let me get the exact title. The Inexact Science. Um, Bruce, is this open all? Do you have to subscribe or is this open to everybody? Um, you can click on the story and you can read it for free and get just get a trial offer for the for the week and it won't uh, they won't charge you or anything like that you don't have to if you sign up for the athletic to get that story you do not have to get the app i know sometimes people think that when they click on it yeah um so uh, you know i appreciate the kind words about the story it was sometimes the most fascinating stories are the ones where you don't know where it ends up taking you and you're reporting to places you didn't think it was coming and it just you don't have to be like a college football or football fan or care about the recruiting you can apply a lot of stuff in this story to life, Bruce. I know you got the young kids, and yeah, listen, we're in that area where, like, geez, sixth grade, you hear kids have cell phones. I mean, what's going to happen if your kid's like an athlete in seventh grade? They're going to want to be putting highlights on there? Bruce, this is scary. It's it's it's, yeah. it's a little daunting. Look, I remember, like, T. Martin is, is a guy in the next town over from me when he used to coach out here at USC. He has, he has older kids who are good athletes, but he has a son now who's, like, in ninth grade who's a great baseball football prospect and i remember him as a little kid and it's just kind of like blows my mind a little bit just like Leinert's kid yeah i know Leinert's kid now taller than me but i remembered you know him coming around and i you know he's just you know a sweet kid but all of a sudden i've seen the highlights and i mean it it amplifies when you're when your dad is famous and Mm -hmm. your dad is a famous athlete certainly but i mean i just think that's the reality we're in and you better learn how to cope with it um because you can't you can't shut your door on it, yeah. unfortunately. Good stuff, Bruce Feldman. All right, Bruce, enjoy the weekend. I'm sure I'll see you around soon. Sounds good. Thanks, uh, Bruce Feldman, Fox Sports. He's at Bruce Feldman CFB. You know, Iowa Sam, you're a big college football guy. He's our Big Ten correspondent. Have you read this story? I have not. Yeah, I'm, I should email it to you. But I, I love you, Bruce Feldman. Great yeah, writer. Yeah, Feldman, good guy, great writer. He does live near me. And listen, he's right. Leinert's kid is a big-time athlete. I've seen both of them around town. Uh, my son went to a practice before, and then Leinert's kid comes on the court for the next practice. I'm like, 
Oh my gosh, that what great is that kid? He's just huge. And, and sometimes I forget. Like I see Matt Leinart around, work with him, and I'm like, I forget how big of a deal Matt Leinart was. Uh, coming up next year on Fox Sports Radio, um, I'm still picking the Lakers over the Clippers. I know a lot of people disagree. I'll tell you, I see some chinks in the armor of the L.A. Clippers. That's next year on Fox Sports Radio. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. On, 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Who is this? <laughs> Roddy Roddy Piper? Nobody knows who that is. Nobody knows who that is. People know who that is. Right, ask the intern back there if he knows who Roddy Roddy Piper is. He Look at him shaking his head. He has no idea. Damn, I'm getting old. You, you know how I know I'm getting old. Um, like, I'll play basketball. And then, like, my feet will hurt. And I'm like, I don't have an injury. My ankles will feel a little pain. And I don't know what it, I think it might just be arthritis. I'm, that's good, I, I that's gotta, good like, pain, though. Don't you like that pain? Not You're, really. You no. got to stretch. I think that's the problem. I got to stretch. I'm not a stretch guy because I've never been a stretch guy. I just go out and play. And, like. You can't be youthful and invincible forever. Uh, I'm starting to realize that. that you got to stretch. Yeah. Um, back here on Fox Sports Radio. Want to hear something amazing? 
Discover matches all the cash back you earn at the end of your first year automatically. And it's even more amazing because Discover's accepted at over 95% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2019 Nielsen Report. Limitations apply. Um, before I get to the Lakers Clippers, did any of you guys in there watch the uh, the celebrity game last night? It was Stephen A. Smith coaching against Wilbon. So I didn't really watch it, but I thought the Rising Stars game was on. So I turned to their network. And one of the sideline reporters is interviewing these three girls. And I'm like, who are these people? I, I, don't, I don't know who they are. I was like, they're not WNBA players. They're not Instagram models. Do you know, they interviewed three people who are big on TikTok. Now, I know the intern in there is on TikTok. I'm not on Snapchat. not on TikTok. Okay. I, I couldn't believe it. So I'm like, wait, who? Are? So I listened to it. They basically have a big following on TikTok, these three girls, who are probably teenagers or maybe 21. And I think they got invited to All-Star Weekend to sit in the front row next to this video game player named Ninja, who has like Wahoo! blue hair. All because they're big on TikTok, and they're thinking, oh, we can relate to these young... And I'm just thinking, like, I don't... I, I, this is... It's it just... Like, I used to be watching the celebrity game when there's, like, an actor or Kevin Hart's playing. I would check it out. I knew, like, three of these people, and I'm like, man. I thought I had a chance one time to play, like, in this in this celebrity All-Star game. I'm not kidding. That's on the bucket list. I need to get in an All-Star weekend celebrity game. Now, I haven't really talked about it, but I did get invited to a celebrity game out here in L.A. It's not for All-Star weekend. And, you know, truthfully, it's, like, G-list quote celebrities because I know the guy who's throwing it. He's actually um, LeBron's body double in a bunch of commercials and he's his body double in um, the movie Space Jam. And I play pickup with him and, you know, we got to be friendly. So he thinks I'm like, oh, let's invite Jason. He's on TV, talk sports. And then I'm like, that, this is awesome. So, I mean, I'm not going to hype it yet because who knows? Maybe they get bigger names than me and I get dropped through the cracks. But, like, I still equate celebrity as people who are you know, TV, radio, actors, actresses. But now there's like this whole new brand of celebrity where if you have 2 million followers on Twitch, you know, or, or TikTok, and I, it's just I'm a little slow to react to that. I would say I see you. Do they have lasting power or, you know, lasting value, though? These I people? No, they don't. And my fear is like at 16, you can become big on TikTok. And then you think, oh, I've got 5 million followers. This is awesome. But is I mean is it can you pay bills getting money on TikTok? I, yeah. I don't know how that you, you know can. The, you know the kid he's like eight years old made like twenty three million dollars unwrapping toys. Gifts. Oh yeah yeah Un- okay on YouTube on YouTube right like but, made millions of dollars off of that. So, and then Ninja he just watches other people play video games and comments on. No it. he plays video he games. plays too, no yeah. I know I know I just kidding. so but here's my thing okay that's two people. How many people? Can unwrap presents on YouTube and make a lot of money. Maybe there's ten. I don't know. I've a lot of people 20, just 30? do it and they get five hundred. This is the thing. I'm looking on. I'm like just on Twitter and you go down a random rabbit hole of like who is this person. You start clicking on profiles and stuff. 
I see someone with like some like 20 year old girl who's very attractive and she has like 60,000 Twitter followers. She's like, I'm hot on Twitch. And I'm like, but okay, cool. But you're still kind of like a nobody. Like you, like you're just as anonymous pretty much as anybody else. I guess what I, and what you're lead, what you're saying, Sam leads to the next question. You can make some money now doing that. Great. When you're 30, are you able to do that? Because you're maybe not as hot as you were when you had all those followers. Somebody else is going to replace you, probably. So, And you could say, well, the same thing applies to radio and TV. Eh, not really. You develop skills. You build 10,000 hours. Lasting value. Skills that have value that translate. I don't know. Maybe these TikTok people... Can pivot I, to becoming actors. I, I don't know. No, they're all. I'm sorry. I'm going to sound like the old man, but I think they're all frauds. This Oof, is just all that's fraud. Harsh. Hey, all if these you're listening, call in. If you're, what's the, should I give out that we haven't had a call? We we don't take callers on this show. I'm curious. One weekend when it's the summer, we're going to need to open this up because I do worry about kids getting gassed up and feeling they matter because of followers, and ultimately, like, if you don't get that college degree, yeah, I know Mark Zuckerberg didn't graduate or whatever, and. Uh, who, who's the other guy? Um, Bill Gates. Bill Gates, right. Again, these are two in 330 million people, guys. It's a- Those people are brilliant and know how to like work computers and create things. Yeah. You're just creating like a video of you like testing makeup or <laughs> or testing some game. Big whoop. I, I just You're a fraud. You're going to have to pivot. No, they. I mean, literally, if you have got an audience- And they audience, make more money than me, so cool. Yeah, no, but if they've got an audience doing makeup, they need to be smart and think, okay- this ain't going to last forever. What can I do besides makeup? Can I do clothes? Can I do houses? Can I? And maybe a handful of those will pivot. But a lot of them, I'm sure, are just relishing the fame they've got at 16, 17. Real, real quick, I just want to say, Lori Loughlin's daughter, it's funny. She tried to get her into USC with like the fake crew team photos yeah. and stuff. She already had a really blossoming business doing makeup reviews. And she had like her own Instagram page. She had... I think like either a million or a lot of followers. We'll just say hundreds of thousands, if not a million. And the the irony is that she didn't even need to go to college because she was already making enough money doing what she but did her originally. parents know for the long haul, or per, maybe perhaps. I, but she could become independently wealthy herself and then really never need a college degree. It's working for her right now because she has her mom's name and people know who she is. It's to me that that's just that's the funny part is that her mom just wanted her to go get a degree, which is sort of. A mom thing, and it's kind of sad. Just think about is it. it. A mom she thing already or had a business. Thing? Is it a mom thing or an age thing? What do you mean an age thing? You know, do, does the mom who's now fifty years old and sees like, hey, you're on TV when you're a young kid, great, and then guess what? If you that doesn't pan out or you don't start a business, it could all fall apart pretty quickly if you don't have a backup. Plan. It's nice that she wanted her to get a degree, but the fact is that she already had like a really successful business, and now because of this whole scandal, the business is now uh, completely shot. It's in shambles. Oh, I did. I had really like it's up. the bad pub has really hurt her business, which is yeah. the irony of all this. I do like this topic. Um, we're going to go to break here and come back. So Isaac, uh, I guess we'll talk Lakers. We we do have John Morant allegedly coming to us from Chicago in about. 12 minutes. So we're going to go to break here real quick. Come back, talk NBA. Uh, Isaac, tell us what's trending in sports. I got some new ammunition for you. This has just come down. The latest on the Astros cheating scandal that has been developing all morning. Carlos Correa, Jason, of the Astros just did an exclusive interview with Ken Rosenthal. It's going to air in full later on MLB Network. And Correa ripped the comments that Cody Bellinger of the Dodgers made yesterday and defended Jose Altuve, who Bellinger accused of stealing the 2017 
MVP award. Correa told Rosenthal, quote, Cody, you don't know the facts. Nobody wants to talk about this, but I'm going to talk about this. Jose Altuve was the one guy that didn't use the trash can. Oh, please. The few times that the trash can was banged was without his consent, and he would go inside the clubhouse and inside the dugout to whoever was banging the trash can, and he would get ticked. He would get mad. He would say, I don't want this. I can't hit like this. Don't you do that to me. He played the game clean. And Jason? All right, hold up, hold up. No, 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 no. Okay. There's more, Jason. It gets even more delicious. More. So remember when Altuve hit the home run to win the American League Championship last year? And Yes. He's been accused of having the buzzer, buzzer. right? I was going to ask that. Okay. Correa also addressed these accusations. uh, accusations. He said that the reason Altuve did not want his shirt taken off was because Altuve's wife got upset when his teammates tore off his jersey after he had hit another walk-off home run earlier in the season, and there was an additional reason to that. The second reason he didn't want his jersey torn off was because Altuve, according to Correa, was embarrassed about an unfinished tattoo on his collarbone. Get out of here with that garbage. Back to you, Jason. Are you kidding me? I'm going to sit back, kick my feet up, and listen to you. Hold on, hold on, hold on, Isaac. Hold on, hold on. I'm a garbage. If if this is all true, why didn't Altuve come out and say this? Hey, don't kill the messenger. He was just embarrassed about... An ugly, unfinished tattoo on his collarbone. Is it we're going to these that's what That's what Correa told Ken Rosenthal. I don't know, man. Uh, this is getting me real. This the more they talk, it's getting me more pissed off. I'm getting upset because like uh, I'm not wearing a buzzer, it's an unfinished tattoo. There's one way to prove an unfinished tattoo on your collarbone. You hit a walk-off home run. Who gives a rip about an unfinished tattoo? I'm just saying, Correa, this is what Correa said today to Ken Rosenthal, because his wife got upset that they tore off his jersey during a walk-off home run earlier in the year, and a second reason was the unfinished tattoo on his collar. Okay, wait, now let me ask, Isaac, I haven't dug deep enough on this. Is there any evidence of the buzzer other than, like, the alleged evidence? Is there any visible buzzer stuff? Uh, just a couple of conspiracy theory type pictures posted on Twitter with quote unquote suspicious bulges. Uh, oh, that didn't sound right. In the upper <laughs> part of his shirt, <laughs> upper part of his shirt is where the suspicious uh, things were. So when MLB reviewed all this, did they say anything about a buzzer? There has not been any official finding of a buzzer by Major Vince, League Baseball. Where yet. are you on the buzzer? Do you believe one exists or no? Uh, it's tough because the buzzer reports didn't, I don't believe they came out until after the MLB actual report happened. And then more like you get, you're aware of who John boy is. I, I've, he's the guy that pretty much put it together. Okay. The video of all the trash can. That's bangs. Right, right, right. He's, he's one of the first people that were talking about the, the buzzers. Okay. So I wouldn't put it above them. If you're willing to go that far and bang on trash cans, I wouldn't put it above them to do something with the buzzer buzzers, but I think that'd be a little bit more difficult to pull off than just doing like a trash can or Well, whistle. I do wonder about the buzz. Like, so uh, former Astros have said there was cheating, there was a trash can, blah, blah, blah. Has anybody mentioned the buzzer? Not from what I've seen. Nobody's, re- the only, I think there's only one person that said something about the buzzer and it was Altuve. He was like, there was no buzzer. Hmm. Oh man, these guys. Listen, when you screw up, just fess up. 
You guys, uh, you remember that Toronto Raptors rant? I don't know. Were you here for that in the summer, Iowa, Sam? Last summer? I'm always here. The day before Kawhi was picking, or two days before, I went and trashed the Raptors. Oh, they're going back to the basement, back to the lottery. Ha ha. Irrelevant franchise. And for whatever reason, I made a video of it here. Sometimes I'll put the camera up, and, and then I posted the video. And... um Toronto fans, you know, were pretty angry with me. We're not irrelevant. We won the championship. Yeah. Um, so they won 15 games in a row recently. And, of course, all these jabronis in Canada are rehashing the video. Ah, we're third in the second in the east. And, um, and then, like, every website in Toronto picked it up, like Yahoo Canada and all this stuff. And, you know, for, like, three or four days, just I didn't read my mentions because it was just a torrent of a stream of negativity. And then, of course, on Instagram, it's just comment after comment is, you're an idiot, Y-O-U-R. You know, they, they're just not that bright fans of the Raptors. And, you know, listen, of course, there was a bunch of teenagers. I will kill you Shut and your family. Everybody. All this dumb stuff. I don't read them. I'm going to say this, and I know there's people in the industry, sports media, who get affected by this stuff. I personally don't care. I'm pretty secure in who I am. I got my family. I got my friends. Uh, I coach youth sports. I do radio, TV. I don't have time to let this crap bother me. But I do know other people get bothered by criticism on social media. These these jabronis, as I like to call them, these meatballs with no life, want to sit there anonymously. I had a guy. Because I had to make on Instagram my comments, you have to follow to leave a comment. Because it was just unbelievable. Yeah, well, definitely. Um... And so I had guys, and I could tell, they would create an account on Instagram just so they could comment. They would follow and then comment, and I would block them, and they created a, like, repeatedly, because I trashed the Raptors, I was And in. you thought your payphone threats back in the day were bad. People still do this. Right, but I could care less. I don't care. The but people threaten gr- each other all the time still well, again, nowadays. Again, I did not make a threat. No, I know. I'm just saying, though, threat. that actually, in comparison to your behavior, people still do terrible things online. Well, there's a lot of people with a lot of time on their hands, and they have no friends, and they have Losers. no life. And, yeah, they have nothing going on. Uh, all right, coming up, we're going to go to break here. Uh, coming up next, listen, Ja Morant, Rookie of the Year leader of the Grizzlies. Um, I we're gonna talk to you about stuff. Uh, whether it's Andre Iguodala, the Grizzlies, the eighth seed, um, the rookie from Murray State is dominating, and can the Grizzlies pull this off? He is gonna be our guest next here on Fox Sports Radio. Can't wait. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. Back here on Fox Sports Radio, I am your host, Jason McIntyre. We have a special guest joining the show, the NBA rookie sensation, putting up 17 a game, seven assists, and he's got the Memphis Grizzlies eighth in the Western Conference playoff race. Ja Morant joining the show. Ja Morant, Memphis Grizzlies star. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm excellent, Ja. I had fun watching the game last night. Uh, The Grizzlies uh, have been a great story this year, so obviously you were front and center in the Rising Stars game. Talk me through what became a uh, a dunk contest, essentially. <laughs> um, we know the fans just wanted to show. You know, we're just trying to make excited for the fans, and uh, we just try to do that at the end of the game. Yeah. So, uh, John, was it? You know, I know it was a very fun, loose game. Uh, it was your first time, I believe, playing with Zion since back in the day with AAU basketball. Uh, how much fun did you have playing with some of these uh, fellow rookie stars? I had fun playing with those guys. Um, a lot of talent was on the floor tonight. Um, rising stars in the NBA. 
um, you know, we just try, you know, just keep pushing, uh, uh, get on the same level as some of the all-star superstars of this league. Uh, John Morant is uh, signing trading cards and memorabilia at the Panini NBA All-Star event in Chicago to tip off All-Star weekend. Ja, I want to ask you about the Grizzlies. Pretty much one of the best uh, you know, seasons you guys have had in recent memory. Did, now, I know you guys are young, one of the youngest teams in the league, but be honest, did you expect to be eighth in the playoff hunt at the All-Star break when the season began? Um, I never even looked forward. Uh, to the future. Um, I was focused on the present, so um, I'm going to say no to that. Um, I was just trying to do whatever we could, whichever day that was, to you know get better and just keep going as a team. Um, I feel like the future depends on what you do today. So, Yeah, John Morant, uh, you know, you're playing with a couple other young guys. You are guy, you got, your team is one of the youngest in the league. I, I got to ask you, like, do you guys ever get nervous? Because you feel real confident out there, either that you could take somebody off the dribble, Jaron Jackson can make shots from anywhere, Dylan Brooks, an emerging player in this league. Uh, you know, I guess just talk about being an underdog, which is kind of what you've been your whole career, right? Um, normally when you're the underdog, there's no pressure on you. So we just go out and just play freely uh, with a lot of confidence, you know, keep pushing each other to get better on the floor and uh, just play together and go out and compete. Now, Ja, I will ask you this. Uh, a lot of people want to talk about the strength of schedule down the stretch. Memphis, I know you don't like to look ahead. Memphis has the toughest remaining schedule in the NBA, and it just so happens that Zion's Pelicans, who are chasing you, they have the easiest. I know you don't like to look ahead, but uh, you know, does that mean anything at all to you that you guys have the toughest strength of schedule left in the league? No, nah, not at all. I felt like we've been showing we can compete with the best teams in this league. And, uh, you know, we're just going to try to stay focused, stay locked in, continue to do what we've been doing um, and get better. Well, John, what do you make of all the chatter that now that Zion Williamson's playing, he's going to try to chase you down for Rookie of the Year? You have a substantial lead uh, given your hot start to the year, 17-7, and seven, uh, at, you know, picking up a steal per game. Do you even look at that stuff, or is it, the playoffs obviously top priority right now? No, I don't look at it. Um, I actually don't want none of the hype or noise. Um, I'm used to being in the shadows, and I'm fine with that. Um, (laughs) As long as I'm handling my business, I don't care. Ja, I got to ask you about social media. It's become like, you know, a big flashpoint in the league. You, uh, with the Andre Iguodala stuff, you kind of pop there. Let me ask you, on, on social media, for a young guy, you got a young team, how do you guys do the balance of, I, I, I'm not going to check my mentions, I'm not going to go on Twitter, I'm not going to go on Instagram, or is it just habit now that after every game you're on there seeing what the fans are saying in the media? Um, my notification's not on, so <laughs> that's how I don't worry about it. I like that. No notifications on. Now, is that a team-wide policy, or is that just you personally, your your personal decision? That's just me personally. Uh, um, I, I can't control. Uh, I don't know what uh, my other teammates do, but me, um, I just turn my notifications off. And if I'm bored, I just get on social media. Ja, I, I want to ask about the passing real quick of Kobe Bryant, uh, you know, a legend in this league. Uh, you know, do, did you grow up as a Kobe? Was that your guy who you kind of emulated at all? Or did you have a different player that you kind of looked up to and watched and, and rooted for passionately? Um, I mean, I'm, I'm a fan of a lot of players. Um, Kobe is just one of those players, you know, everybody loved. Um, 
just had this killer mindset, what he called mama mentality. Um, me personally, I thought he was invincible. Um, you know, it hurt the whole world, the entire NBA. Um, but we know what Kobe wants us to do. So, All right, Ja, you're uh, with Panini this weekend. They are the exclusive trading card partner of the NBA. You can get the cards of top players and rookies at Walmart, Target, online. Uh, have you had any great meetings there in Chicago yet? Any players you hadn't got to connect to uh, in the league yet? Have you, have you run into anybody that you're just thrilled to see for past or, pre- or present? Um, you know, I'm just happy to just be in the position that I'm in. It's an honor to be with Panini. Um, whatever, you know, comes through. Um, being with Panini, um, definitely I know it'll be special and an honor. And I'm just excited. All right, John Morant, give me a prediction. First round playoff series, Grizzlies-Lakers. Uh, how do you guys fare against LeBron and Anthony Davis if they get the one and you guys get the eight? Um, I don't know about anybody else in this league, but um, I never go against my team. Good to hear. John Morant, thank you for joining us. Enjoy All-Star Weekend. Again, John Morant is with Panini in Chicago all weekend. John Morant, good luck the rest of the way. Thanks. There you have it, the Memphis Grizzlies starting point guard. Uh, kind of soft-spoken there, a little quiet, uh, I was saying. But th- listen, this guy's electric on the court. I guess the soft-spoken nature kind of belies his talent. He is very cool. Kawhiet. Kawhiet. Ooh, is that like a play on Kawhi Leonard? Yes. Yeah, you know, it's interesting that John Morant has his notifications off. I thought that was just automatic. Uh, do you have any notifications on? Me, personally? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah I do. I don't get as many what? as John Morant. <laughs> but Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, do you have that stuff? Sure. Do I have all those? Yeah, and I have the I see the notifications for sure. Really? Yeah. So you're telling me it pops up if somebody mentions you in a tweet. Well, I, I it will if I open Twitter. I don't have it go straight to like my my screen or anything. No, but I'm saying like you have the blank screen and then if somebody tweets about you, it'll say Twitter, this guy said something to you. No, I don't have that's what you call like a banner. A notification, right? Yeah. Is that what you're talking uh, I about? Don't I don't have, I don't have that. any of those. If I open up Twitter, I see the little number in the corner. That's, yeah, 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 yeah. That's that, normal. I don't think that's notifications. Yeah, well, that's I, I count that as a notification, but anyway, we're we're uh, splitting hairs here. Vince, but. you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, you're talking about like when your phone says, "Hey, somebody!" Like your phone actually yeah, comes this up with person a started following you on a IG. banner yeah. notification. Yeah, yeah. you yeah, don't have those, do you? Uh, no, those I, get I have them for specific. People that I follow on Twitter, like you know, Woj, Woj, Schefter, you know, Rosenthal, the, uh, most of the guys on Fox, like Colin and you, you, you like yeah. those alerts for when you guys are breaking something. Yeah, that I need to be aware of. Yeah. I'll have that up. NBA free agency, you got Woj notifications on. All right, great show today. Um, thank you for booking Vince John Morant. Uh, good stuff. Uh, Noah Kozlov, Bruce Feldman. I mean, we had a good show. The podcast will be up shortly. I'll be posting that on. Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, because that's, you know, what the world we live in. It will not go on TikTok. I know you guys are devastated to hear that. Thank you, everybody. Isaac, good stuff. Bashing the Astros. Um, I will be back next Saturday. I just can't wait. I'm fired up. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. 
Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billy's vocals. It was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it going to like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. Hey, hey, it's Malcolm Gladwell, host of Revisionist History eBay Motors is here for the ride. Your elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.